morning, lovely people. It is Thursday, the 5th of January. Welcome to TDA, the day after. Your favourite news platform and the home of popular culture, as defined by the culture. And, of course, as always, the lineup is lit. I am one of your hosts, my own royalty. Big man use in the building. Good morning. Good morning. So that means the rest of ours wasn't heard. Okay, yeah, okay, that's fine. I was going to say it's the men. You're rubbing off on me. I actually was going to say that. <clears throat> yeah, 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 I can hear myself. Okay. All right. They call me you, man. <laughs> the pro-black activist, TDA producer and news analyst, Melanin Jam-Packed. That is right. Always, always. Before we get on with the show and, you know, do small chats and get into the headlines and all that great stuff, I just want to remind you guys to like the video, like the video you're watching, share it as well because it stays up when we're done, um, subscribe to the channel, and also do us a lovely little favour, a consistent favour we're hoping you'll be doing us. Um, go on Twitter on the day after TNB and retweet the link that has been shared. It's a link to the show and it's also just kind of like highlights of what we're going to be talking about today. So if you could do that, that'd be great. The day after TNB, you might as well follow us while you're there. Um, yeah, how's everyone doing? Yeah, cool. All good, man. Can't good. complain. Good, good, yeah. Good. yeah. Oh, oh dear. Not me. How are you breaking. doing? I'm okay, thank you. Aye, aye. I'm all right, thank you. Um, it's a little tired these days, but mm. nothing that is new in my life. Why these days? I don't know. I think over the Christmas period, I've had like time to really rest. Mm. And I think my body is one of those ones where when you give her a chance to rest, mm. she just wants to rest. <laughs> she just wants to rest. Um, yeah. So I think next this I'm kind of easing myself into the new year this week. Okay. Next week, we're back on the routine and da -da 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 -da, whatever else. But okay. That's good. Move. Yeah. Yeah, we move. I see you got the hair done. I did get my hair done. Thank you. We got the auntie that, got my, that did my hair. Um... Anyone who wants the details, let me know. It wasn't as the girls be charging. It cost me, what was it, £90? So, so what's, what, what did the girls be charging in? £150. These, I, I, yeah, anyway, it's a lot. Relax. They're knotless braids and they're all the way down to my bum. And it's very light on my head and it's just what I needed. Yeah. Mm. Big up the aunties. The aunties, are, yeah. Some of the aunties are making sense. I mean, I was there longer than I needed to be. Because mm. auntie multitask. <laughs> Wish she wouldn't. Are there any downsides with going with the aunties as opposed to the girls? You know. Yeah, because sometimes the aunties don't understand what you're saying. What you're saying, mm. And they do what, I can do it. Mm. And then when it's time to do it now, it's not as what you had showed them mm -hmm. or discussed. So sometimes they're not real with themselves. Mm. They're very optimistic about what they can do. But again, this way you need to know what you, where, who you go to for what. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So... Braids and stuff like this, I will go to the auntie because she she gets it, and she braids like she's from Sierra Leone, but she braids like they do back home. Like I love a quality braid. Mm. Oh, mm -hmm. see if flights were cheap, I would actually fly back to Nigeria to get like braids done. It's just the best thing ever. Uh, right how much here. does it cost in Nigeria? I like twenty p. I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh, serious? <laughs> I'm joking. I think when you like, it'd be like ten pounds. Okay. When you do the um, when you try mm. to charge it back. So I think when I went. It was like 20 something thousand, 25,000. Mm. But it was so good. I mean, to be fair, it was a lot of them and they were so lovely to me. And I've got like mm. a nice relationship with the salon now, hoping to get into business with them in the future. But that's you know, good. Thank you very much. 
Um, but yeah, and then like, so back home, I always say, if you're back home, yeah, you're watching from Ghana or Nigeria, you're going soon, always, I think always tip them. Mm. But then tip them in a way where it's very excessive, where it can like tip the scale yeah, yeah, of the yeah. economy. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. We tip, tip them enough. I think when I tip them... What does that mean? Because basically, like, if you tip them excessively, that can then cause the prices to kind of jack up. But then when, when the people who come on holiday leave... The prices stay jacked up for people who live there, ah. and they can't afford it because then rolling with the same economy. Yeah. That you know, obviously we roll with a different currency, so it's it will always seem cheaper for us. Because mm-hmm. there you wash your hair, and yeah, I washed my hair, they blow dried it, all of that stuff. Here that'd be like an extra twenty pounds, but for over there mm-hmm. they blow dry your hair, they do everything they're meant to do. But also back back home, which I love as well, the culture of getting your hair done. Mm is still as it was in our parents' days. Mm. Because today, the girls want you to do everything. Mm. You bring the gel, you bring the you bring the cream, you straighten your hair before, you comb it before. It's ridiculous. Like, girls will even charge you to blow dry your hair before braiding it. But obviously, with natural hair, that natural hair goes back to its natural form mm-hmm. very, very quickly. Mm. So even when she, with mine, we started off with blow dried it, cool. Mm. But when she finished at the half, she has to blow dry it again because it's natural hair. Mm-hmm. The girls charge you like 15 pounds for that. The even the, the again process, they're charging the fact they have to get the blow dryer out, they're charging you 15 pounds. Wow, it's a we're living a very, very mm. poor time, but I'm glad I can do hair because my daughter's the hair will be done. I'm mm. not paying stupid, stupid prices, mm. stuff like that. Then again, I might be too rich and there you go, too booked and busy to be getting the hair, to do the hair. Exactly, <laughs> it's true. But, um, yeah, so if you go back home to ever do your hair, tip people or any services that honestly tip people. I think do you, I tip them do like you walk with pictures price. to show the aunties? That what? Do you walk with pictures to show the aunties? Yeah, you have to. Cloud, yeah, so they know what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah, but you, to be fair, with, with most hairdressers, you would have to do that anyway. Because sometimes people don't, people don't, the measurements are different for everybody. Do you get what I mean? Like with these, I wanted medium and these are medium. But some people would make them smaller. And be like, oh, that's medium. Or some people make them larger and say, like, no, that's not medium. Mm. It's just avoid any confusion and... Any Twitter threads, it's just best to just roll pictures. All right. And how did you find this one? How did I find her? Um, I found her random, like, what New Year's is this now? So not this New Year's, the one before, because I wanted to wash my hair. So I just found someone local to me. And then she did a great job washing my hair and stuff and treating it. And I thought, okay, I'll try her for braids. Did my braids with her. And I was like, okay, she's good for braids. And I've just kept her for braids. Okay. Yeah. That was nice. Mm. You said you're going to get into business with um, like a Nigerian salon back home? Yeah. So obviously with my, with my brow stuff that I do, at some point I'm hoping the prayer is that I will be expand enough mm. where I can like do training out there and stuff and introduce the treatments out there. And I reckon their salon, because I just really liked them. They were so lovely to me after some other one pissed me off. Mm. And my friend ended up got arrested by the police with them. Anyway, so for another day. <laughs> But um, yeah, so I'm hoping like, to kind of go in business with them in terms of when I need a place to like do my training or to carry out services, I can get in business with them. But they're so lovely. Like I still talk to them and interact with them on socials and stuff like that. The manager is so, so lovely. Oh, if you live in Abuja, it's Uchi's Beauty Lounge. They're so lovely. And they, have, they do quality hair and everything. So when I go back, that is my place to get my hair done. Right. And they it's, do lashes and nails as well. It's not yeah. pronounced Uchi? No, it's Uchi. Is someone trying to correct me? No. Oh, not you, the Nigerian. Okay, Brent. But I thought it was, but I've obviously I've been seeing it wrong. Um, no, no, Uche is the name. 
Okay. But um, with them, it's called Uchi's. I'm not sure if Uchi is a full, full name, but maybe they just wanted to okay. slang it. But it's Uchi's Beauty Lounge. You can go on their Instagram as well and check them out. Sweet. Thanks. Yeah. And let them know the London babe. Are there any benefits from going to the London, sorry, the girls? You mentioned the benefits for the aunties, but. um, No, there are benefits for the girls because the girls understand like more up-to-date styles. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? Like I really, I, what I wanted to do really was locks, but not the locks I did myself. I wanted to do like Marley locks, Marley faux locks. I'm learning, guys. <laughs> Marley faux locks. But the girl, this is the, the, just another disadvantage. Sorry, I know you asked for my advantages, but she didn't have my message. That's like a month ago. I messaged her like end of November. And she didn't reply to my text, my message yet. So she doesn't know my own royalty. You know? It's ridiculous. Mr. The girls want to be CEOs and boss babes, <laughs> but they don't give boss babes customer service. But no, so there are advantages of going to the girls because they get it. The girls actually get it. The aunties not so much sometimes. Um, but so yeah. the girl, the girls, yeah, who charges like the auntie yeah. and gives the service like the auntie, yeah. would make a killing. She would, but the thing is. I can't find them. But I go out of my way to find, like, people who are just kind of starting out to encourage them and stuff like that. But I can't find them. And then some of them, they start, and I'm not saying, you know, you have to charge, like, low prices because you just started. I don't, I don't believe in that. If your skill is great, charge what, you're, what you believe you're worth. But I just can't find them. If I could find anyone that did what the auntie did, I would have gone to support, but can't. I need to make an app. You should. Yeah. We'll talk actually. That will be a really good app. Yeah. All right. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. I'll try to delete that before. That's goes. a good. <laughs> <laughs> what the idea, right? Yeah. Cause I was gonna say more. I said nope. Delete. <laughs> <laughs> said, nope. But yeah, guys. Um, should we get into headlines? Call it Uchi Let's do it. <laughs> what? <Huh? laughs> You're not okay. All right, so Rishi Sunak had his first speech of the year yesterday, like we kind of spoke about. So Rishi Sunak has asked people to hold him account if NHS waiting lists in England do not fall in two years. It's one of five pledges set out in the Prime Minister's first major speech of 2023, with others including the economy and small boat crossings. Mr Sunak is facing challenges this winter, including a wave of strike action, a cost of living crisis and a huge pressure on the health services. But the PM said... He was taking urgent action and increasing NHS funding. He said the government was also increasing bed capacity and the extra money would help ensure people who are ready to be discharged can be moved into social care or looked after in the community. With the Tories trailing in the polls after last year's political turmoil, Mr Sunak used his speech to set out the priorities for his premiership. He also sought to reassure the public that he could deliver ahead of a general election widely expected to be in 2024. His speech set out five key pledges, which we're going to go into in further depth in um, the People's Journal. But he said people will be able to judge his government on whether it had delivered on these priorities. No tricks and no ambiguity. He provided little detail on how some of these pledges are going to be achieved and admitting many factors are out of his control. But Down the Street later said that halving inflation this year will be judged from the final quarter of 2022 to the final quarter of 2023. And that Mr Sunak's pledge to grow the economy will be met if GDP is higher in the fourth quarter of 2023 than in the third quarter. Second headlines is basically going to be like a response uh, response to, uh, to that. And this is going to be from Keir Starmer. So he's got a speech, his first speech of the year due today as well. So it's expected that he is to warn that Labour won't be able to spend our way out of the mess left by the Tories, even though he recognises the need for investment. 
In his first speech of 2023, the Labour leader will promise a decade of national renewal if he wins the next general election. But he will also say that the party won't be getting its big government checkbook out again. Tories accused Mr. Mr. Starmer of yet another desperate relaunch attempt. In his speech, Sakir Starmer will also look ahead to the election, pledged to create the sort of hope you can build your future around. These are all little snippets from that um, speech that he's expected to do um, today in Stratford. So again, he's likely to say, uh, that's why showing how we can change the country is so important this year. We can give people a sense of possibility again, show light at the end of the tunnel. But he's also going to be warning voters and his own party not to expect big increases in public spending. He's also going to be saying, of course, investment is required. I can see the damage the Tories have done to our public services as plainly as anyone. But we won't be able to spend our way out of their mess. It's not as easy as that. There's no substitute for a robust private sector creating wealth in every community. He also promised to set out new policies in the coming weeks that will form the heart of Labour's next manifesto. And the last headline is about um, basically the EU's response to COVID tests from Chinese arrivals. So the EU, the officials have strongly recommended that all member states insist on negative COVID tests from Chinese arrivals before they travel. Travel in and out of China gets easier from Sunday as part of the scrapping of the zero COVID policy. China is currently seeing a surge in COVID cases with reports of hospitals and crematoriums being overwhelmed. Some EU countries have already introduced testing, despite early advice that it was unjustified. Wednesday's recommendation on negative tests came from the EU's Integrated Political Crisis Response Group, IPCR, which is a body made up of, of officials from the EU's 27 governments. And this is what they advise. They advise that all passengers on flights to and from China need to wear face masks. Random testing of flights from China are going to be introduced. And also that wastewater monitoring be conducted at airports. The recommendation comes a day after the European Commission, the executive body of the European Union, said that an overwhelming number of member states favoured restrictions on Chinese rivals. France, Spain and Italy have already introduced testing, but others such as Germany had been monitoring the situation. England, which is obviously outside the EU now, requires pre-flight testing on China arrivals from today. Despite the recommendation, it's not known if an EU-wide policy will be introduced, but individual states can set their own policy. That's the end of the headlines. Thank you very much. Let's get into our what you say and topic of the day. All right. So this topic of the day um, is based around um, an interview that Akon had with ZZ Mills um, around the end of last year. Big up ZZ Mills. Yep. And this was something that um, was kind of suggested by our US correspondent, Stacey. Big up, Stacy. So <laughs> and she basically just wanted us to kind of chime in on it a bit and see basically our thoughts, right? I hope it's light because, Stacy, I know you like um, <laughs> peace of mind, so. Exactly. So if it's not light, I can't be blamed today. No, it's definitely Stacey's one. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so Brent's going to play the clip so we have more context. I was so young with such good stage presence. I was blown away by him. But he's African. Yeah. We a little different when it yeah, comes to yeah, stage yeah, presence. Yeah, 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 yeah. America, oh yeah, niggas gonna be wobbling, pants hanging half down, <laughs> bored as hell, half to sleep because they high as hell right, on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Africa, we wake up morning like, look, I mean, look at these YouTube clips of all these kids from Uganda and yeah. how they be, you yeah, know, yeah, what yeah, saying? like yeah, these yeah, kids yeah. are performers, like. Yeah. So when for us, it comes natural. He's someone so young with such good. 
stage presence. I was blown away by him. Who's, so, he, who's, who's, who's he talking about? Yeah. Um, that's the thing. It was, it was cut off, so I didn't really... So please play that it. one more time. Young with such good stage presence. I was blown away by him. But he's African. Yeah. We a little different when it yeah, comes to yeah, stage yeah, presence. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not America. Oh yeah. Niggas gonna be wobbling, pants hanging half down, <laughs> bored as hell, half to sleep because they high as hell. Right, on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Africa, we wake up morning. Like, look, I mean, look at these YouTube clips of all these kids from Uganda and yeah. How did we, you yeah, know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, like these yeah, kids yeah. are performers. Like, yeah. so when, for us, it comes natural. He's someone so young with such good- Akon is talking about- I don't think there's, don't think there's anything in this one. clip though. There's nothing- You don't think there's anything? There's nothing there. Okay. I, don't, I don't see where the- Where the issue is. Was an issue? Yeah. Um, I'm what's, about to- um, What's the issue? So, so basically, you know Van Leeuwen, yeah? Yeah. You know that, yeah, you know Van Leeuwen. Hey, you probably know him. You all embarrass me on here sometimes. <laughs> you know him, you do know him. If, if you see him, you know him. Okay. Um, so basically, this guy, yeah, it's he's the guy that told Kanye West that he's trying crap when he came. Yes, to the, the slavery is. Yeah. Oh yes, yes, yeah, yes, exactly. So he's come out, yeah. So you know, I think since then he's pretty much been a, a vocal guy mm -hmm. when it comes to um, um, issues related to black people. So he's basically um, um, come out, criticized Akon. Um, it's a long post. So I'm not going to read everything, but basically <laughs> he's kind of sending for him and basically trying to highlight the differences um, between, I guess, Akon's point of view. And why that um, point of view is is very dangerous, basically. Yeah. And he's basically said um, that I'm sick of people. Uh, where, where is it? Yeah, ba basically, sick of people um, singling out Black Americans for criticism, the ones who have culturally empowered the entire diaspora, right? Um, and basically, that he, he's basically criticizing, saying that he's he he he's um, really mocking the entire experience and all that and all this type of stuff, right? About black culture. What, the experience of getting high on stage? <laughs> but he, he's, he's basically, because I guess he, he kind of sees it as not just a whole high on stage, mm -hmm. trousers sagging type of thing, but the entire culture, you know what I'm saying? And he says, this seems to be happening more now. Why? Why do people who, who like Akon, have made millions of dollars cosplaying like, players, like brothers from Atlanta or Miami feel the need to tear into us specifically? There's this fear that I have. That fear is that there's no diaspora. That fear is that black Americans are to other black people worldwide what we've always been. Workhorses used to plow through and build something for someone else who then eats off of it before turning around and shooting the horse in the head. That might be irrational, but I'm insecure. I'm as insecure as Akon must be to have strapped a PS5 to his head and called it hair. So obviously he's standing for Akon at the end there, right? But, but figure, who were they talking about before the clip started? That will give context because um, it seems like Akon's talking about rappers and comparing them to dancers. Mm. Yeah, because Who's what? Black Sheriff or Sharif. Oh, it's Black Sharif. Of course, I fucked up. Okay. I never fuck up. Hands in the air. Is he young, like? How is he? Yeah, he's young. Okay, cool. Yeah, Cause, so, cause that's the, the, the song he sings, by the way. I wasn't just busting to a song. The description that Akon gave wasn't to me referring to R&B singers. He was referring to rappers. Rappers, yeah. But then but, you, you can't yeah. refer to rappers, then reference kids dancing. That's, it's a whole different, different thing. Yeah. Different yeah. thing. It's basically about the ghetto yeah, boys. So it, it don't, it don't make, <laughs> the, the, clip, the clip didn't make any sense cent. to me. Even when, what he said in the clip didn't sound, I couldn't find the key word that was offensive. Yeah. Because mm. you know what I was going to say as well? Akon is also talking about um, Afrobeat artists, in or African artists in 2006. Because 
we were just talking about yesterday how um, Bernard was kicking someone in the, in the face. You think, do you, do you remember that clip of Davido in um, Afro-Nation? Mm-hmm. And he was like, I want again, I want again, shouting at us. You think he was doing that because he was high off life or high off the African energy? These singers mm. these days are high too. Yeah. yeah. They, they're on drugs. So I don't know what he's talking about. And also, as someone who grew up in Nigeria mm-hmm. and is aware of like when the whole hip hop stuff was like going in terms of like that 50 cent look when G yeah. unit, the guys back home been tagging. Mm. It was a whole thing. Yeah. It was a whole thing. Like area boys been sagging. Do you get mm-hmm. I me? Mean? Like sure. so I'm not this distinction that he thinks is there, mm-hmm. Africa is heavily influenced by the West. But but then I guess this is why um someone like Van Leven's kinda of upset because it's like he's not necessarily just tugging those one or two things, right? Yeah. He's actually sending shots at the entire culture and trying to make that distinction between black Americans and African people. Do you know it's about Van Lathan, yeah? Mm. Ask my podcast about to start. Yeah. I, 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 I feel podcast. Oh, he has group. a podcast. He does already. Oh, yeah, see, yeah. I knew it. Because you know, it's yeah. I don't know if he watched the full clip. Okay. Oh, see, I haven't seen the full clip either. Mm-hmm. That might. I feel like that will provide more context. Yeah. Mm. But really, I don't think there's anything wrong with what Akon is saying. But again, it is what Yusuf said in that he's not comparing. It's not mm. like for like. Yeah, exactly. You're comparing little kids that don't have access to drugs mm. to grown adults who do yeah, have yeah. access. Like it makes no. Sense, but well, it can't be talking anyway with his silly little hairline. <laughs> well, someone's um written in, yeah, mm-hmm. and basically said that was in response to Stacey's thing, yeah. 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 So basically, this they said um he's making an overgeneralization that is untrue and specifically saying black Americans lack stage presence in comparison, yeah. which would mean all African artists do have stage presence. They because don't. Whiskey don't. <laughs> because they are African, which is also untrue. Yeah. Whiskey <laughs> has been high out of his mind for several tours to the point he garnered several complaints about it and cancelled shows to focus on his health. So like Van said, it is insidious uh, to perpetrate the culture for gain and then years later start speaking like an op. This isn't the only backlash... Sorry, this isn't the only outlandish thing that um, Akon has said attempting attempting to other Africans from other black people. Um, yeah, there's yeah, something there. The thing is, Akon is a serial African though. Mm. Like he's so African that... Why does anyone listen to what he's saying? But I think also it's one of those things, this is why I'm like, I don't know if people have watched the full clip because from what he's saying, mm-hmm. it's like if I was like, oh, right, you know how Nigerians are, we make nice jollof. Yeah. Mm. It's, it sounds like I'm saying no one else's jollof is nice, yeah. but I'm just talking about this. So I don't know what the conversation was, but from what I'm hearing, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, Africans, like our joy is mm-hmm. just different. Yeah. And people yeah. say that all the time because mm-hmm. we talk about it all the time. People who, Africans who live here, mm-hmm. how here is just so miserable sometimes. And people back home that have... <laughs> a fraction of what we have, mm. they're like, they're filled with joy and just getting on with your life. Do you feel like that's, like with the whole jollof thing, do you think it's because maybe that subject matter is a bit lighter? So for example, if I was to go around saying, look at us Africans, we care about education in our homes. But if you look at the Jamaicans now, the West Indians, they don't care. You know what I'm saying? That could be much yeah. more offensive than me comparing jollof to um, rice and peas. I guess you know so, but... Everyone just rip this yeah. game up. Like. I don't think it's that deep at all. I don't. <laughs> I don't think like, it's that deep at all. I think people... Akon was talking to a specific type of artist, and I think it's completely obvious from the description he gave. He's talking about the young thugs, the gunners, the babies. Yeah. He's not talking about Omarion or you know, mm. people who, <laughs> <laughs> who dance yeah, and talk on the show. He's talking about rappers, rappers who drink lean, smoke weed, yeah. don't really dance. They mm. just, you know... 
vibe on stage. Vibe, put the mic out to the crowd to repeat the lyrics. Yeah. Like people need to read it between the lines, isn't it? It's completely obvious what you're saying. Do you, do I you think I think the comparison's off because it's not a like for like comparison. Okay. Mm. Um, but I feel like it's obvious. Who he, he, ain't, he ain't talking about T Pain. You know what I mean? Like mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's obvious who he's talking exactly. about. So I don't see the problem. I think Van Lathan is just being he's, he's reaching to me. Mm. Yeah, I, I think people like to take offense to things that. Yeah. I just, I, I honestly just think we live in a world, an uh, age right now, people just want to take offense to anything. Like, if I hear, if someone, even when people cuss Nigeria or the cuss Nigerian girls or say something about the culture or whatever, like, okay, mm-hmm. okay, that's your opinion. Mm-hmm. It makes no difference to me. Okay, do you get I me? Mean? I, don't, I don't think, I honestly, maybe he does have a, a, a cult, like, Akon leads the cult. Mm. But I don't see how what Akon is saying is damaging to anything, okay. considering, again, he's speaking of certain type of artists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what you're saying is true. And it's true. <laughs> it's true. How many yeah. of them rap about lean, being on lean all the time? And mm. and even when they do the little documentaries, when they're you know, they making the album yeah. documentaries, mm-hmm. we see them high off their head. Mm. Do you get what I mean? So is, is, this is a it case, dangerous? Is, is this a case of him being triggered then? Because a lot of the time we can say these things as true. Yeah. People don't like to hear it and they get upset. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's true. So we can't necessarily say... Because it's true, it's okay, if that makes sense. Or can we? I think we can. Okay. I, f- I think that people, I think when you're triggered by something mm-hmm. is when you make a b- the biggest deal about yeah. it. When something, I don't know, again, he's a podcaster of a certain kind, so really and truly, I, don't, I expect this. But mm-hmm. I think when, when stuff triggers you, then yeah, you will make the most noise about it. Mm. But okay. other than that, we can say things that are true because like it's okay to say things that are true because it is true. Mm-hmm. I guess if a, if a white person said it, Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's still true but would okay that's, that's a very good point there um, would we behave the same way if a white person said that though? no we'd definitely be outraged but again it's not because it's not true it's because they're white okay, like, there's, okay. there's certain so things I, I know mm. I'm well aware that it's what that white person that Caucasian person has said is 100% true in <laughs> fact in fact the black, black brothers and sisters say it too mm-hmm. but that's something I'm just like I don't want to play it from your mouth yeah, yeah. do you get what I mean yeah, but then again they're speaking the truth Mm. Do you do you also see it is because I think and, and probably Sp- Stacey will be um in a much better position to talk about this, but yeah. in, in terms of like the dynamic between Africans and black Americans back mm. in, in America, mm. I think there's always been that friction. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Because they, they see the difference, especially those who come from the continent. I thought I heard a um, phone. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Okay. Good morning, okay. Stacey. Hello. Good morning, Stacey. Morning, how are y'all? Oh, You're right. Thank you. How are you? Good. Happy New Year. Oh, yes. Happy yeah. New Year. Um, yeah, I'm glad you man dropped this uh, in the topic of the day today because the timeline wanted to tussle when I posted <laughs> it. <laughs> but obviously, um, like a lot of my responses were a bit different because obviously I'm from here, America, and um, somebody mentioned in the comments talking about, yeah, there's there's quite a bit of tension when it comes to topics like this because it ends up being like a, unfortunately, a topic where it's like Africans versus African-Americans. Mm-hmm. And personally, like I, I kind of shared the same view as like some of you guys thought. I, I personally do not think this is a big deal. Like I, I literally posted it on, on my Instagram with a poll because I my point was I quite literally don't understand what the offense is. Like, I think, like Yusuf said, like, it's very clear the type of artist that he's talking about. Mm-hmm. And if we're going to choose to, like, play Stevie Wonder to those artists, be for real. Like, 
you know exactly who he's talking about. Exactly. But my qualm is like I, I the like I said the the what um, Eman read like it's one of my you know profiles who um, posted or sent me the message basically outlining the the issue with what he said. But I just I I don't understand why every time we have conversations like this this and others why people are so anti generalization mm-hmm. like am I supposed to really sit there and tally? African artists who dance versus African American artists who don't dance. Like, be, please be for real. Like, we're speaking on a majority here, and I think that it's it's naive of us to not like acknowledge the stark difference between the majority of African artist performances versus the majority of non African artist performance. And I go to a lot of shows because I work in music, so like I see it. Like, it's it's very much walk across the stage back and forth. You know, twinkle the mic in front of the artist. Like, it's not like dancing and like not I don't want to say they don't put effort in it but it could be also because the music doesn't warrant that as well mm. but I I still think the difference is there and it's not wrong for Akon to point that out what I also don't under, understand is why every time somebody makes a generalization that I my opinion is often true African Americans feel attacked that it's a it's a it's a a comparison more mm-hmm. like if you read the beginning of what the man typed i don't understand why you you would think that if you didn't watch the video if someone questioned his blackness i was like what wh- where does this come from like yeah. he's literally talking about people dancing so that's that's my own like i, I don't and i think it part of it again my opinion and i could be egregiously wrong so apologies in advance I feel like sometimes it, it may, it's a bit of a, not imposter syndrome, but a little bit of insecurity mm. because obviously the circumstances in which, you know, African, the, the history of being black in America, like how African-Americans got here, slavery, all that stuff. Like, obviously it's unfortunate. Obviously no one asked for that. Obviously there's so many, you know, repercussions that came with the history of being black in America. But I think that sometimes like there's so much focus on the negative and like, People, my, me, myself included, African Americans included, sometimes choose to not disregard the beauty in African American culture, but like as a default, like it's it's defense versus just being like, I don't know, like championing what was created out of that unfortunate situation and then using that to like compare against like African culture. Like we still very much understand that at the end of the day we're all African, but that doesn't mean that like there's this constant battle for it to be the same. Like, there are differences, and that's okay. Mm. Okay, Sis, can I ask you two things? Yeah. Um, you're, yeah. Like, um, you're born and raised in America, right? But you're, you're like, yeah. first, uh, first generation, right? So you're African. Yeah. Right. So do you yeah. feel like your perspective is kind of skewed because you're like us in the room here? You know what I'm saying? You're not, necessarily, you're not a black American, right? And number two... Um, hundred. Okay, cool. So... Uh, um, number two, yeah. Also, when you're comparing mm-hmm. um, the artists, right? Are you mm-hmm. doing the same thing Akon's doing, right? Comparing, I guess, rappers to, let's say, singers who do like Afrobeat and stuff like that. Because if it was R&B um, artists to R&B artists, right, from the continent and in America, would the performances be yeah. similar? Yeah. So it, w- it would be similar, yeah? I think they would be. Okay, cool. I think he was stupid to use the, the example of the, okay. the children dancing you got because, sir, be, be for real. Mm, <laughs> but, mm. like, just think about, like, your prime time. Like, wh- what would you classify the likes of, say, David O? You wouldn't put him in the rapper category. You probably wouldn't 
I'm putting this put him in the singer category. But my point being, he's a top African artist. Mm-hmm. A lot of your top American artists, look at the production versus, you know, the likes of Davido. Like, I just feel like it, there's a clear difference. And I, I want people to learn to say things without there being a negative connotation to it. Now, this is the part where I will admit to Akon was wrong. Mm-hmm. The way in which he alienated black people and made it like a there's comparison that there's a comparison where one is of lower value mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. it's okay for you to call out a fact without you saying yeah and those ones over there they exactly. it's like okay yeah there's a difference but you, you it's not for you to make it seem as if one is less than that mm-hmm. i agree was wrong but i still think the fact remains that when you go to an afrobeat show or you know you can even say that about other like cultural music you're probably you should expect a little more dancing. Mm-hmm. Like you're not gonna even the crowd. Like there there is a difference. Parties as well. Like there is a difference. There is a difference. At African parties, Caribbean parties, you're gonna see a lot more people dancing versus just being vibes hookah and you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. just like you know a little soda shake, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. Okay. yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense, man. Makes sense. But yeah, yeah that's all I share, y'all. <laughs> yeah, thank, thank you very you. much for that. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> 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 um, I wanted to ask you guys, yeah, before we wrap up, mm-hmm. do you feel like, like if we were to kind of use the same argument for something else, right, in terms of like, um, like I said before, the other stereotypes, the difference be- differences between Africans um, and let's say black Americans. Yeah. Let's just say the education thing, the mm-hmm. whole... Um, kids out of wedlock thing that you know all this type of stuff right Mm -hmm. do you feel like those differences shouldn't be spoke about in the same way that i guess akon kind of spoke about it then because obviously like stacy just said you can highlight the truth Mm -hmm. right but sometimes in highlighting the truth to kind of drill home the point you're kind of talking about the contrast you know i'm saying which is over there they do this over here we do this yeah is it wrong for us to kind of have these type of discussions do you feel like there was malice as well in what he was saying, or if, or in, um, yeah, I, can't, I think it was. I, yeah, it's not so much malice, but when you do a contrast, mm-hmm. because you can make a point you want to make without having to make a contrast, but okay. to but to drive home your point mm-hmm. and to make it clear, either how good or bad this thing I'm talking about is, mm-hmm. you bring in a contrast. I don't think it wasn't done. It wasn't a malicious thing. Mm. However, it was just a thing. But I think it's difficult because we don't know the entire conversation yeah i feel like it would have been necessary mm-hmm. however say for example i'm talking about how great actually we talk, I talk about this all the time how mm-hmm. so it's for example people who date interracially mm-hmm. i always say you can just let people know your interests you don't have to you don't have to bring down mm-hmm. your own people or another side for yeah. it to be clear why it is that you like whatever mm-hmm. you like i like black men because i love black men i don't have to say because white men uh, I don't know anything about white men for me for you to let for you to understand mm. why it is I like this. I think, yeah, but I think with his example, mm. what if somebody says, okay, you know, I like I like white girls, man, because they're just easy. They're not easy in the in the easy type of way, but no, easy in like, terms your, of black brothers be saying that. <laughs> I just mean in terms of like stress free, right? Yeah. Um, they're just welcoming. They don't give me mm. a headache. This time the yeah. third. Does that not sound like a contrast without me mentioning black women? It is of course it's a contrast. So, so how how do I how do I express I like, my I like preference? white women. 
that's my taste in white women is that's I like white women. That's but it. I want to talk about what I do. <laughs> do you get what I'm <laughs> and you will be getting a thousand Yo, lashings from this, you know? Hey, wait, you know, people nah, clipping that one hundred percent. I would like a copy of that clip, please. You know what? There's there's a lot you can do with that, you know. There's that's so much, you, so that's much. I laugh because really, I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, you need to get that one. There's so much. I can't Not wait sure for the memes. Don't, like, put it up. Make sure you keep. Yeah. Hey, I, you like, please, man. Don't finish. I can't me. wait. I need that now. But no, I, no, but that's the thing. I think. Do you know what? Sometimes just like what you like. It's all right to like mm. what you like and just be quiet about it. Mm. Can I say something? Of course mm. you can, babes. I don't know what Akon said. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like we need a longer clip. I feel like that was that wasn't the right segment. That wasn't the right. We like, didn't, the we right, didn't, yeah. We didn't hear what they were, who they were talking about. Mm. I, I mean, think yeah. funny. I, I'm interested to know. Um, who they were referring to initially? You're talking about um, Black Sheriff. Black Sheriff. That's what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know who that is. That's, that's, yes. that's, maybe that's why I'm scared of my mind. Oh, Black Sheriff is. is a good. Um, from what I've seen, he shows a lit. Mm. Like he's a proper good performer. Why, good why, morning. Sorry to. Why were they talking about him initially? Like, what was what was the? I think it's to praise him because he's come up. Yeah. Like he's he's come up. He's been good as well. Okay. So, he's come up. He's been good. So they were praising him. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And off the back of praising him, they're yeah. comparing his performances to Americans essentially. Yeah, yeah, Basically, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Because I can imagine the conversation being like, sorry, person on the phone. But I can imagine the conversation being like, you know, oh yeah, he's been doing really well. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, you know, like African energy and da, 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 okay, that kind okay. of vibe. Right. Mm. But I swear Black Sheriff's trousers are low on his waistline. But anyways, good morning, caller. <laughs> good morning. Good morning, guys. Um, I would like to... I'm very well, thank you. Um, I'm, uh, what do they say? Long time listener. <laughs> Second, third time caller. <laughs> Oh, yeah, um, recognize the best. <laughs> thank you. However, guys, um, we're going to refer to me as Good Vibes Caller, as um, Esther uh, called me in the past, and we're going to call that my name for today, okay? Oh, dear. I have a lot to say, guys. I have okay, a lot to say. I'm, I'm going to make sure that I talk at a reasonable pace. I said it in the comments. I must, because it's an important topic close to my heart. Oh, wow. So, guys, okay, let me serious. And let me sit up. Okay. Let's do it. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very serious. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, calm down. Calm down. Calm down. Guys, let me say something, okay? This topic at hand, I was seeing the the clickbait, not a clip, you know, the type, the little cap- mm. what do they call it, caption, flying around at first. All I was seeing was, um, Akon says that uh, it's more of a um, a white man thing to attend people's recitals. That was all I was seeing, okay? First step, tick. Second step, I was thinking that's nonsense. Whatever, whatever that means, that's nonsense. He's a silly man. Whatever, whatever. Finally, I ended up clicking on a YouTube video of uh, one person who like does um. Content in relation to like the whole, uh, is it black women, pink pill, but not negative stuff, just literally actually black women empowerment, da, 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 whatever, whatever. Okay. So she had that title and I clicked on it. And this is why I like, oh, this is why I like the content creators that I like and people like yourselves. Where possible, you try and add the context where possible. But in this case, I don't know if you guys have the context, happy mm. to give it to you, but you always do that kind of stuff. And I love that. So this woman, all she done for me that I loved tastefully was she played the clip. Yeah. Guys, she played the clip. So let me help you. Let me help you, okay? Let me help everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, let me calm down. Let me calm down. Guys, first step. Uncle Akon is sitting in front of ZZ Mills. Yeah. I'll leave that one. We pause there. Put a pin in that one. Put a pin. We come back. If you ask, if you ask me to come back, I come back. If not, I don't come back to that topic. We carry on. Because I asked you guys in the comments about your thoughts on ZZ. I think she's a nice young lady, but we're not going to go on that one now. We leave, put a pin in that one. He's sitting in front of... He's sitting in front of these emails. Afterwards, now, uh, I don't know what the question was, but I hear this man say something along the lines of, I do know the question, but I can't quite remember. It wasn't really relevant. Something along the lines of, oh, yeah, you know how we go, man. 
you know, we have more... Fle- Basically, he said the point that you guys are saying, yeah? And then, but this is the thing at hand. But anyway, you guys already, you guys, no, no, let me actually, no, 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 where possible, let me, let me retort what he said, no focus. So he basically said along the lines of, he did make a comparison, he did. He said basically that, you know, uh, like kind of, he, he, I see what he was trying to do. I like to do good in people. Yeah. He was trying to kind of say that like, where the kind of, well, Af- Africans are the kind of people who maybe don't need too much production value, I guess, yeah, to do too much. Like he would say, he made a comparison of, oh, yeah, you know, the poor kids in Africa, are they turning up? Meanwhile, you know, I guess, you know, you have the rappers that have all this money, but they're just standing on the stage. That's what he was trying to do. But afterwards, the first step, uh, I just say, I was about to kind of make a little phrase that actually I heard from actually African-Americans because, yeah, they're the ones that taught me the one of, oh, yeah, you know, they didn't have much. And afterwards, they made whole soul food. So first of all, can you see how that's common as black people? Let's just start there. Anyway, move on. So my angle is this, guys. Um, The point he was trying to make here, it didn't land. And ZZ, like the... Mm, oh god forgive me stop it no shut up i was gonna say, i was gonna berate her as a host she's actually not a bad host no no no, no. But in my opinion she's actually not exactly thank you i can't lie I can't, god will strike me so i can't lie i'll be in my opinion uh zz should not have just um co-signed what he was saying maybe she felt it that's fine but in my opinion if i was in front of him i would dig deeper i'm actually not actually i'll challenge him a little bit on that because no he didn't i, 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 don't, I don't really appreciate the point that he was making actually mm. but afterwards he was trying to say a little something something now, really, guys, this is the issue at hand. This is the issue at hand. Everyone can say whatever they want to say. They can, in my opinion, um, you made some good points, Esther, but all of you did. Uh, yeah, you can make comparisons. We have to add nuance, this, this, that, and the third. But let me be very specific, guys, why I have such passion about this topic. Uh, first of all, that title that was slurring around about, oh, it's a white man thing to enter recitals. If I don't slap your stupid head, Akon. Don't, already, first of all, no, black men are actually good fathers for the most part. If mm-hmm. they're actually given the economic standing to do so, they actually do so up for their children. So let's not even try it. But I understand that the image that's purported, which unfortunately is also purported by our, by, about our African-American brothers and sisters, guys. So let's not, okay? The image, even, even I understand you guys' thoughts and everyone's views about the whole um, out of wedlock thing, guys. But if you want to bring it statistically and then afterwards look at the situation in terms of uh, health education, in terms of this, that, and the third, in terms of um, imagery, in terms of, you know I mean, just stop, guys. Let, let, let them not, let them not uh, just delude us with lies. The same way that they, they, they make everyone seem that Africa is poor. Guys, in 2020, as in, okay, just a quick example, very quickly. A very good friend of mine, truly respectable somebody, was interviewing me live on a platform. She yeah. actually kept on saying to me, oh, no, well done. You're so lucky. You're so lucky that um, your mum did it like your mum came to England and born you there instead of Nigeria. <gasps> guys, guys, I was going to lose it. She wouldn't stop. She was really, really, really saying that I'm so lucky. I was going to cry tears for me. I was going to knock her head because obviously, what do we guys know about Africa? It's a mix, isn't it? So what are you saying right now? No, bitch. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? But afterwards, that's the, that's the image that's reported. This woman is a sensible somebody. She has a non-profit. And she, no, do you know what I mean? So I'm sorry, guys. No, let's wake up and smell the coffee. It's not Akon's fault, I guess, for ignorance. But, but, but the issue at hand is this, guys. Now I'll land my point and I'll, I'll let it go. But guys, Akon <laughs> collected his money, guys. He collected his money and he lined his pockets very, very, very well from our African-American brothers and sisters. We would not know his name very well, guys, if not for them. We wouldn't, okay? And also, the money he's now putting into Africa, yeah, well done, well done, all his projects, he would not have it if not for them. So have some respect. What do you think you're doing? Have some respect. Be specific. And that's another thing. Somebody said something. I'm going to answer one of the boys' questions. How do you do it? Be very specific in your example. Be specific. If I was him, I would have said this. I would have said this. Yeah, in my opinion, because it's true. The African-American girlies that care about music and culture have been saying it. Yeah, the rappers need to step up. Yeah, the dude, they're a bit boring. Yeah, the men need to do fashion in, in, the, in, the, in the walkways. Why are they all doing boring outfits? We've been, we've been cussing them too. We are meant to say, oh, yeah, um, you know, yeah, I love the flavor of Africans, da, 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 da. You, big, you do positive first. 
Oh, we don't eat in cells, guys. You do sandwich, innit? You do sandwich. You do positive first. You hail the Africans for what they do because, yeah, that's all cute and stuff. But then you say, hmm, where possible, it would be nice in the, in the you know, the African-American here amongst the rappers to see, you know, them adding a bit of more flair, blah, blah, blah. But let's be real, though. You're comparing um, oranges to apples or whatever, like the last caller kind of did say, but we focus. And then afterwards, you're then also still, let's end your comment on a, like I said, as a, was it, critique sandwich. Positive, negative, positive. You're meant to still hold them up because you stupid man, they land your pockets. Who are you? You better find something positive to say about them. I'm sorry, guys. I'm done. I'm sorry. Because no, I'm done now. Thank you for listening. What's that, man? What the hell? You're very passionate about this. Bye. <laughs> See you later. I have, nice I have to go. I'm embarrassed. I have to go. I'll listen to your, your critique on the video. I have to go. I'm so embarrassed. Bye. <laughs> Good vibes. Cool up. <laughs> that is too yeah, Thank man. you for your call, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I think. That kind of wraps it up, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I think that's it for the topic of the day. Thank you very much. We get into our next headlines. Let's Morning, Max, by the way. Yes. I still didn't want to tell what Akon said. <laughs> it's all right now. It don't matter, I guess. Yeah. Morning, people. Mm. Thank you very much for attending. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this next headline is uh, about a topic that um, we kind of hoped we wouldn't have to talk about, right? But it's back again. And it's a bit long, um, but it's basically about Prince Harry and his new book that's coming out, yeah? So in his highly anticipated autobiography, which is called Spear, Prince Harry recounts what he says was a physical attack by his brother. S-P-E-A-R. S-P-A-R-E. Okay. Yeah. As in, he was a spare um, thingy, the spare... um, Heir to the throne. Exactly that. Okay, I just... Yeah. The spare brother. Hmm? The spare brother. <laughs> yes. Oh. He was one of those, it was that kind of shade mm. to the people then. Exactly. So basically, he's talking about this, right? So he's describing a confrontation. <laughs> <Sorry>. What happened? <laughs> I just thought, you thought he went spares and like off of your head. Like trying to kill people. Yeah, I just... Like, in a royal, like, yeah, like off of your head. Kinda... I was checking if it was like a weapon. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to know what Harry was His like. words have been weapon, but... <laughs> So, he's describing a conversation at his London home in 2019, yeah, where Harry says William called Meghan difficult, rude, and abrasive, yeah, which Harry calls (laughs) a parroting of the press narrative about his American wife. The conversation escalated, Harry writes, until William grabbed him by the collar, ripped his necklace, and knocked him to the floor. Where Harry grabbed William? No, 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 William grabbed Harry, the future king. I, I really, I don't care about the king. I hope Harry <laughs> slapped him back. The heck, then grabbed my collar. What do you mean this is? Yeah, Harry, Harry didn't do these things, man. Harry didn't fight. Oh, he's dropped down on the scale of buffness <laughs> Well, maybe what he did is in in, in his book, innit? But yeah, yeah, yeah. right now, this is what um we've got. So basically, he says, yeah. So it's, it's going to be me kind of documenting the whole story. So basically, the scene, which Harry says resulted in a visible injury to his back, is one of many in spare which will be published worldwide next week and is likely to spark a serious furor for the British royal family. The book's title, like Esther um, explained, comes from an old saying in royal royal and aristocratic circles that a first son is the heir to titles, power and fortune, and the second is therefore a spare, should anything happen to the firstborn. Harry writes that William wanted to talk about the whole rolling catastrophe of their relationship and struggles with the press. But when William arrived at Nottingham Cottage, where Harry was then living in the grounds of Kensington Palace and known as Notcott, he was, Harry says, already piping hot. After William complained about Meghan, Harry writes, 
Harry told him he was repeating the press narrative and that he expected better. But William, Harry says, was not being rational, leading to the two men shouting over each other. Harry then accused his brother of acting like an heir, unable to understand why his younger brother was not content to be a spare. Insults were exchanged before William claimed he was trying to help. Harry said, are you serious? Help me? Serious? Is that what you're calling this? Helping me? That comment, Harry says, angered his brother, who swore while stepping towards him. Now scared, Harry writes, he went to the kitchen and his furious brother followed. Harry writes that he gave his brother a glass of water and said, Willie, I can't speak to you when you're like this. Why are you doing that? That's <laughs> 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 Willie. Willie don't even sound right, but okay. <laughs> and he writes, um, he set down the water, called me another name, then came at me. It all happened so fast. You know the name you called him, right? What? The N word. You nigga loving. <laughs> <laughs> you nigga loving ginger. They call Harry the N word in that palace. Hundred percent. Yeah. I said another word. You could have said it. You could have said it. No, it was still the N word, man. The Queen. Anytime he's popping up. Anytime he's popping up. Nigga loving. This nigga. There he goes. I to love this nigga. Crazy man. Accurate. Hate to see it. <laughs> he said it all happened so fast, so very fast. He grabbed me by the collar, ripping my necklace, and he knocked me to the floor. I landed on a dog's bowl, which cracked under my back. The pieces cut into me. Ooh, yikes. Yeah, he said I lay there for a, mo- for a moment, dazed, then got to my feet. I hate when they put sauce on their story, though, man. Like, just tell me the story, man. I don't need. <laughs> oh, I fell on the dog bowl. Back. The dog bowl cracked <laughs> my rib, and it broke. <laughs> Those little details. They won't there. No, because now you're trying to make me feel sorry for the dog. Like, how's the dog gonna eat? The dog, the bowl's broke. Like, what's no, the like, dog eating at the time? You get what I'm trying to say? Like, dude, just tell me the story, man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. After that, yeah, Harry writes that William urged him to hit him back. Yeah. Hey, now this book's gonna be riveting. <laughs> 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 and oh my he, gosh. He was bringing up the fights that they had as um, children. Harry says he refused to do so. William left, Harry says, but then uh, returned looking regretful and apologized. William returned yeah. regretful. Yeah. So, so I said, hit me. Hit me then. <laughs> Go on then. Go on. <laughs> See, now it's tenders, mate. Ridiculous. When, when William left again, his brother writes, he turned around and called back. You don't need to tell Meg about this. Shut up, man. No, but I'm going to tell him. pillow talk. Harry, <laughs> it's elite pillow talk. Harry's like, you mean that you attacked me? And then William's like, I didn't attack you, Harold. Harry says he didn't immediately, immediately tell his wife, but did call his therapist. When uh, Megan later noticed scrapes and bruises on his back, and he therefore told her about the attack, Harry says that she wasn't that surprised and wasn't all that angry. Aww. She was just terribly sad. Aww. Yeah, man. So Harry's resentment of being despair is the unifying theme of this book uh, through chapters of his um, childhood, his schooling, his career as a royal and in the British Army, his relationship with his parents, his brother and his life with Meghan through courtship, wedding and marriage to their own experiences as parents. And that's that. It must be difficult because when I watched The Crown, um, mm-hmm. the Queen's spare, her sister, yeah. has passed away now. But she was good vibes. But it's weird because you still, as a spare... You're not anywhere near the throne, mm. but you still got to live your life as if you're near the throne. Because mm. I remember she wasn't allowed to be with the, the love of her life. Yeah. And um, she's the one who was even, who was against, um, what's that one now? Charles. Against mm. Charles being with. The... 
that confused that you know where that came from. I said, I'm just reading the news story. I don't know where that's coming from. <laughs> but she was a that and Dinah getting married in the first place. She was mm. saying, just let him marry the woman he wants to marry. Mm. But it must be annoying because you have to, there's so many re- restrictions for you. Yeah. And you don't even, like what, like, what am I doing this for? Yeah. Yeah. It's, t- it's tough. Crazy, but it's that tough. book sounds lit, man. Yeah. I feel like they should have done, I, I wish, to be fair, I guess it got to kind of scatter everything, all the projects, but it's just like they're banging on now. And I hate it because I feel like people that, the public that were on their side are now mm. not wanting to hear it because it's like, oh, here we go again. Mm. And I hate that for them because they do have things to say. I feel like the book should just be a movie. <laughs> Crown season seven or something. Mm. So what would you guys choose if you're given the option? I slapped into a dog bowl. Nah. Oh. To be Maggie and have everything that you want minus the love of your life. And Margaret, um, queen sister. Oh. Yeah. Or to have complete agency over who you can choose to marry and be disinvolved. Mm. Well, who, so who had agency? Harry. You just mentioned Margaret, right? Yeah. And then you said it was unfair. Yeah, she couldn't marry the love of her life, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what would you pick? Well, who is the other person that had agency? No. Listen. Listen. <laughs> 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 no, he's just saying her, but imagine her like this. Give me the scenarios one time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know how um, she wasn't allowed to marry that handsome guy? Yeah. Because he was kind of handsome. They he was handsome. Him, he was right? spicy white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She looked decent as well, to be honest. She was pretty. She was a babe. Yeah. Obviously... The one that played her. Mm. Yeah. But anyway, so she had everything that she wanted minus the option to choose her love. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. So my, I'm saying, would you rather that mm-hmm. or be able to choose who you love but be disinvolved? You don't have all the benefits of being um, the queen besties. No, the queen sister. Oh, so all okay. the lavishness, all of that luxury... You, you're not having it. Have you can choose who you want to to sleep with. Mm. I would just... Nah, because who love don't help. I would actually pick the one where I'm not with love my life. There you go. So the queen I'll was find other loves in my life. She told to fix up. Mm. She had it too Yeah, good. but then, when you think about it, what's the benefits really of being a queen sister? All you do is you appear for the queen sometimes because she lived very miserable. Like she, was living, she was smoking like 60 cigarettes a day. She chose misery. Yeah, exactly. I was just about to say that. Did she, did she though? Or was her life miserable? I don't think anyone chooses misery. She could have misery. been a whore. What? What? <laughs> Move on to the next headline. <laughs> <laughs> the queen said, have what you want, just be smart about it. That's what she said. No, but I want to marry him. Labels, man. Labels. No, I want to marry him. I want him to wake up next to me every day. I don't want to have to sneak out for the back of Balmoral Castle or whatever. <laughs> Look what I want to walk front row. Like, I want to do this. Look what Diana, Diana's husband did. Mm. What cheated? He had what he wanted. He had his cake and he ate it. Yeah. yeah, at the cost of what? Diana's dead. I mean, she did the same thing too, so. This is it. Yeah, because he was doing it. That's a fight back. Max, I ain't going to ask you which one you would choose, obviously. Well, what would I do? <sighs> what do you mean? You'd have the luxury and you would sleep with everybody in the castle. The <laughs> 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 queen can get it. Anybody can get it. Kings do kingship, man. <laughs> All right, continue, man. Yes. So the next headline is about Trump. <clears throat> um, and basically, the um, question is, is his political career kind of over? So um, his recent comments about abortion as a political issue show that the former president president has lost his ability to read Republican voters. This is what um, a veteran Trump campaign insider said. 
In a message seen by The Guardian, the operative said, Trump has no political skills left. His team is a joke. The ship is sinking. Trump kicked off his latest scrap with his own party on his Truth Social platform on Sunday, saying, it wasn't my fault that the Republicans didn't live up to their expectations in the midterms. On the contrary, most observers suggest Trump's refusal to admit defeat in 2020 and the endorsement of backers... Trump kicked off his latest scrap with his own party on his platform on Sunday saying... What? Is the person even saying hello or just talking? That's Eman. Oh. But you can hear. They need to turn down whatever they're watching. Yeah. So, on the contrary, most observers suggest Trump's refusal to admit defeat in 2020 and endorsement of backers of his election fraud lie contributed to Republican disappointments in November, including barely scraping a House majority failing to take the Senate and losing key races in battleground states. Trump said it was the abortion issue, poorly handled by many Republicans, especially those that firmly insisted on no exceptions, even in the case of rape, incest or life of the mother that lost large numbers of voters. In this instance, most observers would agree. It's generally held at Dobbs versus Jackson, the Supreme Court ruling handled, um, handed down in June, which ended federal abortion rights, had a tangible effect at the ballot box. The comments prompted criticism from the political right. The Fox News contributor, um, Ben Dominic, um, said that he, it was hard to express how many false things Trump said in this one truth, pointing to the 2024 primary in which Trump is the only declared candidate but has slipped in polling in part due to legal exposure for the election subversion and his business affairs. Dominic added, Trump betraying the pro-life cause on Dobbs has been telegraphed for a long time and is a huge opening to bash him in the 2024 stakes, which I expect several candidates to seize. Finally, think how stupid it is for Trump to run left on the pro-life issue. This is the biggest win of his presidency. Huge, huge uh, vested goodwill from pro-lifers. And what does he do? call them Quislin and say that they're too radical. Very dumb. So yeah, he's just basically getting a lot of criticism and people feel like there's no chance in 2024 for him to be re-elected. But yeah, that's it for the headlines. And the call is still there. No, she was just testing. It's um, Sheila. She was calling in for the first time. Okay. And they were trying to get her uh, to put the plus 44 at the front. So she said that she was just testing it. Okay. Where's she calling from? America. America. Okay. Big up Sheila. Okay, cool. All right, should we get into Word and Road? Let's do it. Boo. That's how it's pronounced. Yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Can you pronounce, say it, and then I'll say the person passed away. Gee, boo. Passed away. Um, Very sad. <laughs> just don't find it funny. But no, very sad Sorry, news. Um, Brent? Gee, boo. Passed away Who on New Year's that? Day. Gangsta Boo. Gangsta Boo. Gangsta Boo. No? Okay. A, a legend, apparently. Yeah. Not apparently. She was a legend. She is a legend. Was a legend. Gangsta Boo's a woman? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> She's like Very with uh, Three Six Mafia and that. Yeah. She's affiliated with them. Yeah. I'll, re- I'll read you some of her um, accolades. Mm. She got them. So, hold on. Oh, yeah, crap. Sorry. Yeah, so she basically, she passed away. I'll tell you. I'll read the accolades in a minute. She passed away on New Year's Day, sadly. Um, she was with her brother, but it's being what is going on at the moment with the reports is that it was allegedly from a drug overdose and her brother as well also overdosed, but he was able to be treated. He went to the hospital and he was fine, but she passed, um, sadly passed away. She's 43 years old, um, which is young and sad, but, um, yeah, her mum said the Mitchell family would like to thank 
everyone for their condolences regarding the untimely death of Lola Gangsabu Mitchell. The family is asking for your continued prayers and privacy as we process the, lo the loss of our loved one. So basically, she's an undisputed queen of Southern rap. She joined the 3-6 Mafia at the age of 15. Um, she, they had a debut album in 1995 called Mystic Styles. Um, in total, she's appeared on six, three, six Mafia records. Um, and she had a solo, a, a successful launch. Uh, what am I talking about? A successful solo career as well. Um, her debut solo album was called Inquiring Minds, which came out in 1998. Um, and she had like a few more that followed that. And yeah, mm. apparently she even appeared on Lato's FTCU. Featuring Glorilla this year. Mm. What was it? Yeah, apparently so. Well, they tried to bring her back. Ridiculous. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so she was a she was a legend. So um, R.I.P. to her loving yeah, rest of family. R.I.P. Man, it's very very sad, man. Um, but yeah, so that happened, and then also sadly as well, Leomi Anderson, the model, um, she lost her dad on Christmas Day. Mm. Um, he had been battling cancer for like two years. And she released a video yesterday, which is what I wanted to kind of highlight. She released a video yesterday encouraging people to take their health more seriously, especially like within the black community. Because, you know, especially black community and like the older generation and they have this thing of not wanting to go doctors and, no, it's all right, we'll just go and blah, blah. So she said that her dad, he'd had like this persistent cough for a long time. And every time she would ask him about it, they'd be like, oh, no, it's just, you know, it's just a cold, it's just a cold. And her mum as well would be like, go and check it, get it checked out. I'd be like, no, nah, it's just a cold. It, it will go, it pass, and whatever, whatever. And she said that when he then finally went to the hospital, turned out he had stage four cancer, and he was given like a few months to live. But he beat that because he lived like two extra years, outside of what they said. But she was saying how if, um, like everyone basically, just just like a, uh, an urge for the public, for everybody to take their health more seriously. So when you notice anything that's, is not even right. Whether you think it's a big deal or not, just get it checked out just for the sake of it. Because she was saying how she can't help but think what would have happened if her dad's cancer was caught earlier. Maybe it would have been caught earlier. Like, just maybe, at least if you did that, then, you know, you kind of crossed, mm -hmm. you know that you've done all that you could do, basically. Um, it was very, very sad, very emotional video. And I think it's a good idea that she did that. And people, check out her page for the full message, um, Leomi Anderson on Instagram. And share it as well. But conversations need to be had around that and the idea of not, not trusting, you know, medicals and all that kind of stuff. And I was reading something recently. It was actually about um Nicole Thea and I spoke about it. Um I spoke about it. The girl, the young girl who died from pregnancy when she was pregnant, her and a baby, because the doctor wasn't listening. And thankfully she documented what the issue was. So she wasn't breathing properly. Like she was, she had a lot of like, she had shortness of breath and she complained to her midwife and the midwife was like, oh, you know, you're carrying a baby. Of course, that's normal. That's mm. not normal. Because it turned out she had a heart issue, mm. which is actually hereditary, which her grandma died from. And that's how she died. So they excused her. But unfortunately, from what I'm hearing with the case, the medical, they didn't take liability for it because the nurse didn't write it down. So because she actually, because the girl said, thankfully she, she does YouTube. So she had a YouTube mm. saying, I spoke to my midwife and she said she just dismissed it. But because the midwife didn't write it down, they're saying there's no record of Nicole telling them. Tell Even though her partner was like, I was there when she told the when she told the midwives. So honestly, even when you go to medical professionals sometimes, obviously they, they deal with a lot. So sometimes they do they will dismiss what it is that you're going through, mm. what it is you're dealing with. 
don't get a second opinion book another appointment and go again until you're actually taken seriously so just to encourage everyone i remember when i had um like the skin thing going on with me this woman told me i had vitiligo mm. i said what what michael jackson had she was like yeah i said <laughs> okay this time this <laughs> of course it's not vitiligo it ended up being some other skin condition but little heifer told me it was do you know what I mean so mm. It was just dumb, man. So, yeah, but it was a really good video. Um, Obviously, sending love and praise to her and her family, the loss of their dad, and mm. I hope they're able to heal from that. But, um, yeah, if you notice anything, if your parents complain about anything, if you notice anything in them that they're not even trying to bring attention to, force them and make sure they go to the doctors so that you get to spend as much time as you can with your families. And my next bit of news is about Gabrielle Union has been trending, and it's got nothing to do with Boozy. Or Lil Boozy, whatever he calls himself. But basically, she went on a podcast, Dax Shepard's Armchair Expert podcast. And she was basically talking about, she spoke about all sorts on the pod, to be fair. Um, she talked about, you know, meeting, how she met the host um, on an episode of Punked. And apparently that episode of Punked didn't come up because she, sis knew she was being punked. So it just didn't work. Um, she talked about, you know, how Dwayne Wade and his retirement, how he's adjusting to that. And she talks about all sorts. But basically, what's really, really made the, the news is her talking about her first marriage and how she, her infidelity in the first marriage. So she said um, she was married to um, the NFL, the former NFL player, um, Chris Howard. And she said, during that first marriage, I definitely wasn't getting Wife of the Year awards. In that first marriage, neither one of us felt that our marriage should get in the way of our dating. And she said um, that she basically tried to match her, man's, her husband's energy in terms of cheating. So in her book that came out, I believe this year, it's called We're Going to Need More Wine. Um, she talks about how she was poorly, that like she was basically not treated really well in that in that relationship, in that marriage, and how he was cheating on her all the time. So she said that it was a point where she basically she was paying all the bills. She said I was paying all the bills. I was working my ass off. I felt that that's what comes with the spoils of riches. So she said she just decided, okay, I'm gonna match your energy. That if you're, that's what you're doing, and I'm over here even doing carrying the household, mm. I'm matching your energy. But then she did say that that. Because, okay, so there's been a lot of outrage online. I'm like, oh, need da, 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 she's cheating on a man, blah, blah. But people are missing the fact that this is, that's a patriarchal um, mindset where, like, men who provide for the family and do this and do that for the, carry the household, they're kind of excused when it comes to cheating. She basically just did what it is that the men do. But she actually said that, that it was a, it's a learned behavior. She said, like my dad before me, Whoever has the most gets to do what they want. So that's what she learned from. It's a learned behavior. Um, she said that's what she, that's basically what she thought. She did say that she wished she, she had more guilt about the situation. She said it was just a stupid relationship that should have never gotten out of the dating phase. She said we were gifted therapy. And the first session, the therapist was like, I don't know how you guys made it out of the dating phase. Um, and she said that, you know, she said at the time she was basically just horny for validation. And she said having certain kinds of guys who like me and want me that made me feel like I was worthy and good and valuable. So it was a home. It's a lot more to, you know, the headlines that we've been seeing um, in the past day saying, you know, that, you know, she just wanted to, she was entitled. She felt she was entitled to cheat because she was earning the money. That's not the full story. I wasn't, sorry, wasn't the first thing she said was they both agreed that they didn't want to let their relationship come between them dating other people. Yeah. So was that in at inception or when did that rule come in? I'm not sure, but I guess in just the way that they were. Because if that was the way they were, yeah, then what's the problem? If they've both agreed that they don't want their relationship to get in, yeah. in the way of them dating other people, yeah, 
then they've essentially agreed to have an open relationship. Yeah, but I think the way she said it, it sounds as though that was the attitude. Okay. Of, mm. yeah, we're like, we're dating, yes, we're together. Yeah. We're married, yes. And the attitude was, yes, we're married, yes, mm. you're my girl, but I'm not going to let that. So I don't think it was like a spoken... Was it, was it something that he said or something that they mutually agreed that we're not going to let our relationship get in the way of us dating other people? No, I think that's that's more of a hindsight. Um, oh, more of a hindsight statement? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So I, I don't think they went, they didn't go into it. Because then if they went into it doing that, yeah. then he didn't cheat. Did she, yeah, that's, cheat? That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Yeah, but I think it was more of a hindsight. that like When you look back and you're thinking the attitude of the relationship was like, yeah, we're dating, we're married, mm. but we never like... Yeah. You didn't want that to stop your single life kind of vibe. But... um. Yeah, so, um, and she also talked about, um, you know, just her marriage to what's different now for, with her marriage to Wade, to Dwayne Wade. And she said, over time, we both had to commit to ourselves. And then through that inner work, we randomly came back around as more people, as more healed people, and more understanding to understanding our complicity in some of the challenges that we've created for ourselves. I think they, obviously they've had their marriage challenges as well as, as, you know, time has gone by and stuff like that. But yeah, man, I thought it was a really interesting story. I think it was really, really. It was really, really good. Um, and it's just, yeah, I thought it was really interesting. <laughs> you okay there? Mm? You okay there? No, sorry, don't be, yeah. <laughs> and then my last bit of news is to do with Love Island. Love Island is back on the 16th of January. Are you guys looking forward to what? it? That soon already? It was back. Love Island. I'm not going to lie. I, I can't commit to watching it. <laughs> I'm just going to pull it out there right now. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should... We should have a, like a highlight. Do you know what I mean? But we can talk about that off air. I was like, um, yeah. But yeah, so basically, they've introduced this new series. Obviously, yeah, so it starts Monday, 16th of January, um, the day after Miss After Seven's live show. So I bet you're all going to be there. Yeah. Um, and it starts at 9 pm. And of course, Maya Jamma will be hosting this. I'm really excited to see that, actually. And um, they've introduced a new thing. So you see how, like, you have the social media account holders. Mm. That will not, basically that's not happening anymore. So what they're advising contestants to do is to deactivate. When I think about it, your account is going to be raised forever. Because it's 30 days deactivation, isn't it? On Twitter, yeah. On Twitter, you can deactivate for 30 days. After 30 days, it gets deleted. Oh, serious? Permanently, yeah. Maybe they're allowed to reactivate and then do it again. Why can't they just keep their account just dormant? Because basically they're saying that, oh, as in not tweet anything. Mm. No, because it's to avoid bullying. So I guess oh. if people can't find them, you can't bully them. Okay. Yeah. So it's basically to avoid all that bullying stuff, all that trolling and that negativity. Sorry. So yeah. So basically, um, yeah. So there will be no social media account holders, and they're advising people to just basically leave their accounts, like deactivate or do whatever they do. Actually, you might might just leave it dormant. But yeah. that will still be the same thing because when you come out to it, it's coming out to those messages. Mm. I think that's what they're trying to prevent. Yeah. And they're also going to give them a lot of training in terms of how to deal with like trolls and how to deal with life outside of Love Island. That when you come out, yeah. all, all that kind of stuff. And also, because of what well, I think, Jax, but because of what happened with everything that happened last season with the misogyny and the yeah. controlling behavior and all that yeah. stuff, they're actually going to give them training like two, three times mm. before they go into the house yeah. to know how to deal with people, to know how to deal with each other in terms of their gender, in terms of disability, in terms of race as well, yeah. and not be insensitive and know how to talk and also to be able to recognise recognize, recognize um, red flags early, recognise controlling behaviour from early. Yeah. Um, so I think they're doing, a, they're doing a lot to make sure things go better this time. I think that's going to that's gonna affect their... Um, 
social media growth. Yeah, definitely. Because people are not going to be able to follow them in real time, innit? Mm-hmm. And after the show's done, you're going to care less about following care. them because they're not that polarizing, really. It's yeah. just about following them while the show's on. Exactly. When the show's done, it's like, do I care to follow them now? The show's no. over. So it's, and that's it's, the thing, yeah. It's, it's going to affect their. I think, yeah, their I think growth. it's going to affect a lot. It's going to affect even that when you think about the brand deals and stuff like that. Yeah. Because you're able to kind of go back on someone's social media and see how they dress and see yeah. what they like and see what brands align with them. I think it's going to affect a, affect a lot. But I reckon they'll do this and then they'll see how they get on in terms of next season. Because mm. I think money-wise, it's, I mean, because not many people are making money like that anyway. The people that are still trending anyway is Davide and Ikensu, Tasha and Andrew. Andrew is... He came out of the house here. Wow, guys, ridiculous. Um... <laughs> So I got distracted. Well, soon David, Andrew and Tasha, and Damien, um, no, we about to call it Olivia, India. India. Mm. That's it. Those are the only people that people still care about. The mm. other ones, we don't know. I mean, the other ones are trying to be are trying to be relevant any which way they can. Mm-hmm. Rele- what's her name? What's I don't she? see Love Islanders anyway, you know. Mm. No. Not even Akin, not even Akin and David. Yeah, you're not gonna cross paths with them though. Yeah, for real. They're too busy being cringe about the relationship. Mm. I wanted to break free from that. I don't like that for her anymore. Did you say Andrew and Tasha are still popping? They're still together. Go, go ahead, promise ring and everything for um, winter. No, for Christmas. A, okay, so they're together, but like, do people care that? Yeah, you know. Okay. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but people care. Because in terms of people that are still trending and stuff like that, people actually still follow, yeah. is those six. Okay. I only follow India and Dummy now. I don't follow Dummy. I don't follow people's, man, people's men. But I follow India. But I see her on Dummy's page. I don't follow Ekin. Yeah. Her and Davide's thing was too cringe. Like it just makes me ill, man. It's just too much. Like, oh, my king, my king, my love. Shut up, shut up. Um, and I and I just I, I don't feel like the relationship is authentic anymore. Okay. I feel like it's a contractual ob- obligation now. It doesn't seem that na- it's mm. not natural to me anymore. It doesn't. There's no spark there. I feel like sis is very tired. She's always traveling, always working, and he's just like he feels like a leech to me. Like he hasn't got much going on. She's got everything going on, and he's having to hang on to mm. that it's just it's very uncomfortable to watch now they did an interview where he they were trying to kiss in mid in mid sentences i said yep that'll do it unfollow but yeah but um yeah it should be it should be interesting i think it should be interesting we'll see what happens um i'm not looking forward to the whole conversation about oh there's so many black women there and black women get picked last and blah 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 like we'll see but because of my jammer definitely will be watching it definitely will be supporting because Black excellence. But outside of that, that's it for me. Let's get into people's journal. All right, people. Welcome to the People's Journal. I give you the news from an economics point of view. So like I said um, earlier in the show, I wanted to speak about um, Rishi Sunak's five promises, right? And... Um, yeah, let's jump right into it. So the first thing is, he said, we're going to halve inflation this year to ease the cost of living and give people financial security. I pray so. That's the first promise that he said, yeah. Obviously, we know about the rising prices, the biggest challenges um, that everyone's pretty much facing right now and all that type of stuff, all due to inflation. Um, we kind of spoke about this last month, um, how inflation's kind of gone down. Um not by much, but it's still gone down. And hopefully people are kind of um, hoping that this will be an uh, ongoing trend. And by, I guess, the the final quarter of, of next year, pardon me, this year, it will be considerably lower than it was um, 
you know, at, at the end of two, 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, some economists still think inflation um, has already peaked. Like I said, they think it's already peaked. Bank of England predicted that's going to fall midway through the year. Um, this is why a lot of people are kind of thinking, mm, this is why he's talking about this being one of the promises because he can kind of see this as being something that's kind of certain. Yeah. Obviously, it's not certain, but at least some of the trends kind of point to um, inflation going down in it. So if he's saying half inflation this year to ease the cost of living, half of it, h- half in it, then yeah, I, I think that would be a great achievement, to be fair. Because I don't think at the start of this, people thought that would be the case. Especially when they were kind of projecting that inflation could hit like 15 to 17% mm. this time, um, th- at this point in the year. Second thing is, um, he said, we're going to grow the economy, create better paid jobs and opportunities right across the country. Obviously, we've heard this whole growth thing. Liz Truss was talking about growth the whole time, <laughs> what for the entire 49 days <laughs> that she was in, yeah. in, in office, right? But um, I think people obviously need to recognize about, recognize the things that kind of stimulate growth. You have to create certain things, right? So it'll be interesting to see what he comes up with to kind of create these incentives, these opportunities um, to, to kind of facilitate this growth that he's talking about. Um, and this whole um, creating better paid jobs and, and things of that nature, especially when at the moment they're very reluctant to increase um, the wages for a lot of the civil servants and, and people who are striking at the moment. The third thing is, he said, we will make sure our national debt is falling so that we can secure the future of public services. Again, we um, when, when he came into power, actually just before him, when Jeremy Hunt came in and then they gave us the whole autumn statement as well, they were talking about how they're going to cut back on certain spending and, and you know, all these difficult choices that they're pretty much going to have to make and all this type of stuff. Obviously, as we know, when Rishi was a, um, a chancellor, especially during the whole um, back and forth about who's going to be the next um, prime minister after Boris, people were really kind of bigging up Rishi Sunak's economic um, brain, basically. So I think this kind of lends to that. And hopefully he, he's he's hoping... I guess, that the decisions he makes economically mm-hmm. will actually lead to the national debt falling and hoping that people actually won't challenge him too much on that because obviously he's got kind of experience in that um, in that arena. The fourth thing is NHS waiting lists will fall and people will get the care they need more quickly. Again, NHS is one of the biggest challenges that Mr. Sunak's going to be facing, the government's facing. Just yesterday we spoke about how... Um, um, the the health minister, I think his what's his name, Barkley, came out and, and spoke about how flu and COVID is basically killing a- NHS at the moment. Mm. So, how he's 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 going to he's going to tackle this? I'm not too sure. Hopefully, it's not going to be at the expense of the actual care of people who need the NHS. But he hasn't really come out with any type of plan on how he's going to do it y- yet. But um, yeah, that's that's the fourth thing anyway. The fifth thing fifth uh, promises that we will pass new laws to stop small boats making sure that if you come to this country illegally you are detained and swiftly removed <laughs> so obviously <laughs> following on from what miss Peter patel was trying to do and them. exactly as well a brave man as well this guy's serious man this this guy's serious so yeah he's trying to send people back to poland and send new people to rwanda to um and yeah to have new lives over there and not in the uk so again he hasn't kind of set out how he's necessarily going to do that because there was a lot of backlash on on the method in which the government will go about doing this. And um, journalists during the speech, not during the speech, but afterwards anyway, kind of asked for some targets in it. 
But he, again, he hasn't set out any clear targets on um, for stopping or reducing the number of small boats that are attempting to cross the channel. So I guess we're going to just use um, ballpark figures, I guess. In it. So <laughs> anyway, those are the five things that he spoke about in his speech. Next thing I want to talk about is kind of a continuation about the whole COVID thing, um, the COVID checks for China arrivals. Like I said earlier in the first headline, um, the EU EU officials are kind of recommending that EU countries start doing this, right? And Ghana and Morocco have started. So basically, those are the two first, the first African countries to impose travel restrictions on passengers from China. Ghana? Yeah, Ghana and Morocco. So from Tuesday, Morocco, they've banned travelers from China, regardless of their nationality, until further notice. It's right? okay, boy. That's good. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. I'm, 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 I'm proud of them. Exactly. So the foreign ministry said that the move is aimed to prevent the spike in infections in the country this time of third. Ghana's restrictions are going to take place on Friday, right? Um, and as we know, this is all because Ghana, not Ghana, China. Mm. How can I mix? Is it Ghana, Ghana, you know, terrible. Or other country. This <laughs> is all because China um, abruptly dropped the whole COVID nineteen controls in December. Remember, everyone was kind of. And protesting and stuff like that. Mm. So the government just thought, okay, you know, this is enough. And I guess the way they did it is, is what's making everybody kind of concerned that obviously COVID is still an issue there, but you just dropped these um, these restrictions because of how the, 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 the people are, are reacting towards it and not necessarily because COVID is going down, right? Um, the next thing is, and this is kind of some excellence here. Notice I just said excellence, but... Um, <laughs> yeah, it's white, isn't it? <laughs> But Algeria is looking to launch insulin production. So okay. again, yeah, so, so they're looking to start manufacturing insulin. Um, and this particular move is, is expected to significantly reduce the cost of importing um, the drug used to manage diabetes, as we all know, right? Mm. So, um, yeah, man, apparently, but one of their spokespersons came out and basically said the validation process has been completed and the unit is ready to start manufacturing insulin from the 15th of this month, right? So they built this new um, unit, um, the Algerian company called BioCare saw this out. Um, apparently, importing insulin cost the Algerian government $425 million last year. Mm. So by doing this in-house, basically, essentially, um, the local production is estimated to cover 50% of that demand. So this, this, is, this is a great move, man. It's a great move. Apparently, at least 15% of Algeria's population, which is um, 2.8 million people, are diabetic, which is crazy. That's mad. 15%, yeah which is crazy. They estimate that the number could actually double by the year 2030. So that is just... That's yeah, wild. That's just crazy. Yeah. You might imagine almost a third of your population have diabetes. But that, then that's that amazing then because then you don't have to depend on anybody else to supply you. 100%. So, so it's good. Like I always it's say, like it's good to tackle a problem from both ends, isn't it? Mm -hmm. So if they can definitely, um, you know, reduce their debt and, and their expenditure by producing um, insulin back home, but also they need to obviously look, obviously look at how people are eating. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And especially for um, the diabetes that you that is curable. You know what I'm saying? Like some of these things could be prevented. Obviously, fifteen percent. Fifteen percent, yeah. Almost a third. No, no, will be in by by 2030. Oh. So they're saying that will double, yeah, potentially. So um, yes, that's that's that situation. Um, in Zambia as well. Um, Zambia's power utility, Zesco Limited, they've announced um, crippling 12-hour uh, electricity blackouts until further notice. So the country is just going to be without bloody Where electricity in Zambia. Yeah, for, so this was on, this was yesterday. 
So they announced that it's going to be 12 hour electricity blackouts until further notice. They're basically rationing um, the electricity. We spoke about this potentially happening in this country. Obviously, uh, it's one of those things where people just don't expect it to mm. ever occur in it. Um, obviously, the UK is very different from Zambia. You know what I'm saying? Much respect to the, um, Zambia anyway. But it just shows about the reality of what's going on um, around the world. Um, and also, the next thing I want to talk about is in Kenya. And this, oh, yeah, I've got two more things. But basically, Kenya, um, there was this whole thing going ab- around that how there's a shortage of condoms in, in Kenya. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Kenya's Ministry of Health has assured the nation that there are enough condoms following weeks of reported shortages. Can you imagine putting an embargo on, like, I don't know if embargo is the word, but like, hmm. you're only allowed two condoms a week. <laughs> you got to choose. You got to be careful, boy. You got to choose yeah, that yeah. sensibly. Very careful. So, <laughs> yeah, man. But apparently, um, 38 million condoms were ready for distribution, adding that supply challenges were to blame for the region's experiencing shortages. So there were some shortages, but it wasn't one of those crazy things where the whole country is going to be like, you know what I mean, like done at it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, mm-hmm. they've sorted that out. And it's funny what different nations are going through, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it's a real thing, though. Especially back home, man. Like, certain things, like, th- this is why I mentioned it. Because certain things are, are, like, real issues, man. I can't imagine getting a condom back from back home. I'd be so embarrassed. Mm. The judgment. I've heard, actually, never mind. I've heard the girls talking about when they try and get, like, a morning after pill and stuff like that. Mm. The answer is just, like... Looking at them. Like, why are you having sex? <laughs> 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 oh, dear. That's well, so funny. yeah. Go do what you got to do, man. But yes, um, Kenya's debt as well. So um, the Kenyan president said that the country is not going to default on its debt, right? In the face of severe economic challenges. A lot of African countries are, are obviously going through certain things at the moment, right? Mm. But he's come out, William Ruto, he's the, the president, and told journalists, right, that they've kind of stopped on um, on the borrowing. Okay. So again, as long as they can obviously still make the country function as it should, this borrowing... Um, stopping this borrowing is a, is a beautiful thing, man. Yeah, but wish more, more countries to do that. This is it. Exactly. Slave to the white man. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, when he took over uh, last year in September, his government said that they're going to cut expensive commercial borrowing in favor of cheaper sources, um, such as the World Bank and stuff like that, innit? And um, like other African countries, their credit rating was at risk of being downgraded because of the rising debt and, you know, the crazy global interest rates and stuff like that. Mm. So him coming in and actually... Um, I guess keeping his word and kind of stopping with the borrowing mm. is, is a beautiful thing. And the last thing is also in Kenya, big up Kenya. Um, and this is kind of a, a more of a lighthearted thing. And this is um, people kind of criticizing the same president's daughter because <laughs> she's come out and, and apparently she's been holding several like high profile events. She's been having certain meetings, trying to better herself and things like that. Woman in business. <laughs> but okay. the reason, the, the, the funny thing about it is because she kind of calls herself. Office of the first daughter. Office of the first. Yeah, so she's got that title, like office of. So you know how you got like first, first lady, lady and stuff like that. But hers is what? Office of the first daughter. So she's called herself the first daughter. Yeah. I, yeah, but there's, there's, not, there's no title though. It's not real. I'm making one. <laughs> you think my dad was a president or something? I'm not walking as such. Yeah. Well, there you go. He worked hard. He mm. crossed so I could walk. I am walking as first daughter. That's the yeah. But are you gonna have a, a label? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have a little right. flag on my car and everything. That's to be fair to which I'm in security anyway. Mm. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, well. 
That's part of my intro. This is what she was doing, man. And people were talking about it. So the president even had to come out, imagine, and basically say, look, this is what he said. Leave my daughter Charlene alone. Like. You know these are kids. They're just being children. You know very well that there's no such office. She's just being the daughter of William Ruto. And sometimes she doesn't know the divide between the president and the father. But you're just, you know what I mean? Like supporting her, bigging her up, kind of. I went to my, as a first daughter, I went to my dad off for that. Don't embarrass me. <laughs> that don't, last line, Don't it? undermine <laughs> my title in public. <laughs> People decided, tell your dad to work to work hard and become president. You can have a title. Do you, do you know what the thing is? I think it's because um, she has that official title. Well, mm-hmm. at least claims to have some first yeah. daughter title, yeah. People are basically saying she's using taxpayers' money to do certain things. You know what I'm saying? So just Shut like up, if you were man. the first lady of the president, you'd be doing certain things using taxpayers' money. I don't so think she's spending parties with taxpayers' money. Yeah, but not for parties, but these events and meetings and things of that nature. But anyway, long story short, she's come out and said, no, it's not the case. The office of the first daughter is a private entity. It's neither a constitutional office, nor is it being funded by the Kenyan taxpayer. And that's so all they need to know. Mind your business. Mind your business. I love that. I think first daughter should be a thing. Kenyans mm. are so backwards, man. Why? The rest like, of the world is there allowing people to identify as anything, but we can't identify as Exactly. <laughs> like, God damn. I actually think that should be a first. Are you sure? No, it is a thing. Because in America, I remember Obama's family was the first family. They, they referred to him as the first family. Mm. Yeah, but it's not an official, official something. Well, hello. And publication said it. Well, maybe in America it's official, but back home in Kenya it's not official. We've got the first daughters, man. We've got the real first daughters in African households. Me and my, and my other sisters. Yeah, hard for us. There you go, man. But no, man, I love it. Mm. So yeah, big up Kenya, man. Kenya are doing some good things, man. Yeah. I'm, so, yeah. I'm, I'm going to look at, look at, check out what she looks like on the gram. Yeah, Charlene I hope she's Ruto. Giving, what's her name? Charlene Ruto. I hope she's giving first daughter vibes. What's, how do you spell her last name? R-U-T-O? Yes. Nice. Yeah. All right. So yeah, that's the end of the People's Journal, people. Thank you. Let's get into Woke or Joke. All right, people. So, welcome, Jock. Here, this probably I have a um, a suspicion that this is going to be a quick one. (laughs) (laughs) But tell me what you guys think. Yeah, do you feel like we're going back into lockdown? It's basically about COVID. Yeah, do you feel like right now we're kind of seeing signs? Yeah, little things bubbling where it's like we're going to be going back into into lockdown. Do you know? I think the conspiracy is. Mm. I think that COVID will increase and. It will be a case where we do need to go back in lockdown. Okay. But because of the economy, they're going to let people die instead. Mm. What, um, what signs have we been seeing? China and them. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, no, China. No, that's, that's, that's basically one of them. Um, that's not a sign. That's yeah. a whole different country. They're doing their own thing. What signs have we seen over here? Oh, hair? this is deja vu. That's exactly <laughs> what people said. You see? When China, when they first reported COVID, people were like, that's over there. Yeah, and then what yeah. happened after? No, we're no, 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 no. You're saying there's signs that we're going to go in lockdown. Signs that, because China's... Because that's where it originated a, from. No, but China's but, lockdown rules have been different this whole time. They call it on whenever they want. Yeah. yeah. Like, do you know what I'm trying to say that? And they've been doing this the whole time. Yeah. So what I'm trying to say is, how's that a sign for us? Because yeah. they've been doing all of that and it's still on the increase to the and, point where... Yes. Go on. Sorry, sorry. And they've stopped all of that now. So Look at that. They're basically saying, <laughs> be free. Be free. <laughs> be free with the COVID, even though the COVID is still present. This is it. No, I think COVID cases may increase, but I don't think we're going down to a lockdown again. Mm. I, don't yeah. think, I don't think we're going to a lockdown now. It don't make no sense. Even though Barkley, um, the, the the health minister, is saying, like, it's killing the NHS. COVID and we, flu we is not, killing the NHS. But flu's, we can't because yeah, the flu's too bad. always no, right. Flu's always been around, though. No, but COVID and they're cooking, they're cooking the books. Mm. They are. Uh, honestly, yeah. Unless there's... um, 
if a new strain comes, mm-hmm. yeah, and they start doing all that new strain stuff, yeah, mm-hmm. then all right, cool, mm. fair play. Mm-hmm. Then I can see where you're coming from. Okay. If it's the same shit that's been going around, going around. We're, we're used to that. Now. I feel like, like we're, we're kind of we're, we're, yeah. we're straight now. It's like it's like COVID. If you got COVID, you got COVID. Yeah, you know what the rules are. You know how mm. it works, man. If you got COVID, stay in your ass, clout yard. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Like, it's, I mean, come on, man. For the most part, everybody's vaccinated, and that like, there's no point in doing all this foolishness. Like, just allow it, man. Well, yeah. I'm glad, but not glad to say. It's a new strain. It's been having recently, right? It is, isn't it? I knew it. Yeah, I knew it. I can't remember what it's called, but it's IXBB. Yeah, because the flu people have been having recently has been mad. And it's giving them like chest infections and it's just staying there for weeks. But I don't think we're going to go into another lockdown. lockdown. We can't afford to go into another lockdown. I think they're just going to let people die. Mm. It helps every market. We've experienced COVID for long enough to know what to do Mm. in terms of, you know, what measures to take, Mm -hmm. how to prevent the spread. Yeah. Like lockdown is an extreme that like we don't need to go yeah. back into. So I think that's a good point. Yeah, because yeah, because sorry, lockdown was to help us figure yeah. out how to deal with it. Actually, yeah, yeah. remember the, the, the first time it broke out in China, it was new. Yes, so we didn't know how to deal with it. Mm. Yeah, we've had the whole two, three years of knowing what how to Experience. deal with it. So lockdown, mm-hmm. I don't believe is the first protocol. Yeah, the very very good point. You know but I mean? knowing how to deal with something is different to actually having the capacity to deal with it. Yeah. So. If they're saying, for example, um, yeah, like if we have everyone wearing masks, yeah. if you come into certain hospitals, we could do this for you, this and the third, that's fine. But if they're saying the hospitals can't deal with this, yeah. So guys, it, like to prevent any just collapsing, stay at mm. home. Which well, is stay the home first to do step. What? what are we staying at home to do? To to prevent the spread. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying if they say this. Because, and by the way, so, so, sorry, because even when we were even when we were in lockdown, obviously I granted I know I'm, I know what I'm saying doesn't it's not fully doesn't fully make sense. Mm. But even when we were, when we were in lockdown, NHS was still under pressure. NHS has been under pressure since the beginning of time. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So I, I don't think yeah. a lockdown to spread it that is really going to crash the economy. We think yeah. that I'm um, thinking. I feel like for the sake of the economy, they're not going to put a lockdown. They can't. Okay, I just wanted to say yeah. you start to help out all that crap. Mm. You're doing that. That was Sunak, by the way. Remember? Um, but oh, yeah. look at that! Oh. Yeah. Um, the new variant, the new strain is called XBB. Sorry to cut you. Mm. What was that again? That like buy one, get one free or something? <laughs> it had to help yeah. out, yeah. yeah 50, what was it? 50% thing. Yeah, 50% off food and all sorts. It was great. Yeah, I see my guy, another coffin that. We were going hack sound, yeah, because everyone was doing it. Yeah, you might Everyone well, did it. Yeah, I was enjoying as well. <laughs> <laughs> Vegan dishes? Of course. Always. <laughs> But yeah, this new variant is called XBB 1.5. Okay, yeah. they're being silly. Just call it like Kumari <laughs> or something. I don't know. Um, basically, it's it's an offshoot of um, the Omicron mm. variant. Apparently, it's um, similar to that one. Um, but yeah, symptoms are kind of too early to confirm how it's going to be affecting people if it's more infectious or dangerous than the earlier variants. Mm. right? But another thing I want to kind of touch on is, even if we don't go into a lockdown, so let's just see you guys are right. No lockdown will happen. Do you feel like the wearing of masks and that could potentially come back? I think it should, yeah. And if you f- if if um if it does come back, do you feel like there's an agenda? No. The masks don't do nothing. Exactly. But people are dirty because uh, the other day people just I just see people, sometimes I see people cough, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they just cough, like no cover. They just yeah. cough and just let it just marinate in the air. You know, people been coughing from the beginning. Dirty. Of the time, man. <laughs> no. Yeah. no, they have, but now it's just like it's just distasteful now. And, and notice, funny, 
in China and them places there, they all wear the mask, innit? They've, yeah, they've, they've, they've always been wearing masks. Which is, which is crazy. Yeah, they've been and, wearing masks. And, and that's where COVID was rampant. So what's the mask doing? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, their mask ain't doing nothing. Let me bring it back. So if, if, if we know that, yeah, because basically there was an article by a guy called Peter, Peter Hitchens. I'm not sure if you guys know him. Yeah. He's the brother of um, Christopher Hitchens. He's that well-known, well, he's passed away now, but he's a well-known atheist guy, always battling Muslim, um, Christian debaters and stuff yeah. like this, yeah. So this guy, Peter, um, Peter Hitchens, who's actually a Christian, but anyway, he's come out, yeah, and basically said, um, he quoted one of the um, the heads, where is this thing, the executive director of the World Health Organization, right? And that person basically said uh, in 2020 that there's no specific evidence to suggest the wearing of masks by the mass population has any potential benefit. In fact, there's evidence to suggest the opposite in the misuse of wearing a mask properly or fitting it properly. So if we know this, right, why are they going to insist that we may wear masks? Is there an agenda here? No, it's what's, just... What's, what's the agenda? I don't know, that's what I'm saying. I think it's just to keep us clean, What would man. be the agenda? I don't know. Some type of mind control. It is just to appease the people to make it feel like yeah. they're doing something. Because you know, yeah. when they tell you That's things, true. when they when they when they tell you things, people believe them, innit? Everyone just mm-hmm. takes them as as gospel, innit? So mm-hmm. when there's stuff going on, they don't know, and they want to ease the ease the mindsets of the people, whatever. They say, "Oh, don't wear that. Put the mask on more women." And there's people mm-hmm. that some people ain't coming out their yard without the mask. Yeah. If that makes sense. That's the peace of mind that they need. It's because these men told me I'm straight with this. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. So it's true, actually, yeah, because it does make them feel like they're doing something. Because when they're not doing yeah. something, people obviously criticize, mm-hmm. and I how to call um, Sunak's um, government mm-hmm. useless now. Yeah. So I guess yeah, to make the people think that the thing is, if they don't they want to be seen to be doing something, all them all the measures were bullshit. Social know, distancing. If yeah. you don't want to go into lockdown, you have to put something in place, innit? So mm. I guess that's the next best thing, innit? Distancing, masks. You can't just be a government and don't implement anything. That's what I'm saying because they have to be seen to be doing something. Yeah. Just if like you're saying, you can't be doing nothing. But if they honestly didn't really do anything, then it was just it's just token gesture, like kind of thing. You know what I'm trying to say? Like it's not even yeah them them. They, they they couldn't have done nothing. Telling me, oh, only only three of us could sit at this table and we can't cross and and, and one at a time, but we're all in this building mm. and the masks. What does what was it? What, 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 nothing. Like, it was all foolishness. Mm. <laughs> yeah, the whole, honestly. Yeah, the yeah. whole table shit. That was all bullshit. But like I'm saying, they had to be seen. That was actually stupid. Because <laughs> we're all literally there's a hundred of us here. Isn't we're it? on the table of four. That was so dumb. Mm. That was so dumb. And it's going before because COVID to... knows if it's yeah. fine. If and it's you know fine, as well? COVID about to go COVID crazy. COVID about to go crazy. <laughs> and you know what's as well? Is that you order your table, yeah, but it's the same waitresses doing every other table. Yeah. The same waitresses are carrying glasses from that other table that I'm not allowed to talk to or be with, mm. but then bringing that same, that same tray to my table. That was dumb. Yeah. Yeah, do you feel like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, but who's more stupid? Mm. What do you mean? Well, the people who make the rules and people who believe the rules. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Well, I, don't, I don't listen to the rules. So <laughs> Everybody. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm never stupid. And I've, I've done what I wanted to do the whole of lockdown. So, what for you? People right? believe in the rules. They're just following suit. Mm. See, this is the thing. Is that not dangerous then? Because, like, I, I feel as though governments, on a regular, test um, to see if they've got control of the people. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's kind of like a boxer, yeah? You're fainting. To see if that boxer moves so that at any given time you can do some next thing. You know what I'm saying? This could be one of those things. We know the masks don't work, at least based on what certain people are saying, yet we're 
going to maybe um, force the people yeah. to all start wearing masks again. I was on Wait, the think... train or something. Yeah, mm. I could have been on the train and I was looking and I was saying, I swear like it's finally done that. Out of a whole carriage, there was like one person mm. with a train on, I mean, with a, with a mask with, on. With a mask on. Mm. Everybody else was like, I'm done now. Few, oh, no, not a few months, obviously. It's probably a bit longer than that. But before though, you know that train is jam-packed yeah. with masks. Mm-hmm. Like everybody. Yeah. <laughs> got it. I had moments where I didn't really want to wear the mask. I mean, it depends on what day you catch me. If I'm not wearing makeup, that's cool. If I've beat my face, I'm sorry. Mm. I can't. But also, my thing was, I didn't mind that because when I got on the train, for example, mm. everyone else is wearing a mask. Technically, I don't need to because everyone's wearing a mask. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. whatever disease is, is meant to be out there, I'm protected mm. from it because you're all following the rules. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I think that's a lovely ringtone. Very calming. My phone doesn't even ring, bro. That's, that's my watch. I'm going to make that my, um, <laughs> my alarm. Mm. My alarm is too aggressive. Yeah, it's not going to wake you up. It will. Really? You're like I'm, a, I'm a light sleeper. Mm. I hear stuff. Yes, oh, yeah, I to remember how remember. she sleeps. She, you remember how I sleep? Yeah, she controls, she lucid dreams every day. <laughs> <laughs> she can control her actions. I'm aware. She's thinking about next week. And she, her, sleep, <laughs> her sleep's different. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> one of our first bonding moments, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> when you knew I was crazy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, okay. So to wrap up, do, yeah. you feel, do you guys feel like there's some wokeness to this, or is this all a joke? There. What's it? Like, what's the question? So going to lockdown. Yes. Do you feel like this, a joke? Yeah. It's a they, joke. They, 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 they can't do it because of That's this um, cost of living. Okay. Yeah. A lot of people, even people who might think, ah, oh, yeah, if they lock everything down, I'm going to save money. You're not because the mm. energy crisis mm. is it's going to get you. It's going to get you. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So they couldn't. They couldn't do it. I don't think. And I'll be honest with you. I cannot do home workout again. I can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. Yeah. I can't. I can't explain how sick I was working out from home. I did well there every day. Can't mm. do press ups in my bedroom. It makes me feel like I'm in prison again. Mm. <laughs> like, Honestly, burpees, just... like, I was burpeed. I, I hated burpees for lockdown. Mm. Big up Gina. Big up Gina. I ended up loving burpees, but in the lockdown, because I had no choice. Then I had to, had to burp all the way, wouldn't I? <laughs> That'd be ridiculous. But I think lockdown is definitely a joke. Okay. I think COVID in- increasing, mm-hmm. that's work. Yeah, that's definitely. Like happening. making a comeback as in, as, uh, actually. Do you remember there was that whole fear that this winter would be the worst? Yes. Yep. But we need it done. It's well, nearly spring. Not really, though. Two, remember, well, two months away from spring. Two months. A lot, of it can, a lot can happen in two months, you know? To be fair, that whole flu thing that's been getting people, but it hasn't got any of us in this room. Yes. And that's great. True indeed. Do you know I'm going to go on old limb and say joke for everything? Joke for everything. Yeah. <laughs> cool. You guys? That's how I'm joke? feeling today. Are we going back into lockdown? No. I think it's a joke. Okay. And will, will COVID cases increase? Maybe, but I don't think I don't think they're gonna lock down. We can't afford to do that. That's be, that'd be mad. Mm. Yeah, the economy is still recovering from the first one. Mm. Yeah, I think they know. They, I think they know they can't. They can't. Okay. They would rather see hella people die than mm. go back into another lockdown. And, and what about the masks thing? Do you think we're gonna see it increase and everyone? But the thing masks are the masks a big deal. I don't see. I don't see even you saying. Mm. Is it control? Like. What, is it a big deal? You either I mean, wear a mask people, yeah. or you don't wear a mask. The masks are not really enforced. I've never been approached by anyone to say, where's your mask? Really? I don't think, no. Maybe, I that's, just my, maybe that's, that's just my experience. Obviously, yeah. airport. You probably had different. your mask on all the time then. No. They, you, didn't oh, go no you didn't go nowhere then. Yeah. No, 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 They'd be telling me to put my mask on all the time. Mm. Where? 
everywhere. I always always where, get cautioned. Where? Everywhere, yeah. like everywhere, because I'm, you know, I'm really. I, do you know? What you're <laughs> I, I, I everywhere they be telling me to put physique. my mask on. Yeah, because yeah. it's funny because yeah. yeah. you look more intimidated. <laughs> like, I, I always, I always, That's what it is. Yeah, if I look like you, they weren't yeah. gonna tell me to put my mask on. Because <laughs> you know, because my brother said the same thing. He was never asked to put his mask on. That's what I'm saying. But I'll be there. They'll be like, "Excuse me, miss." Like first of all, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. But what I mean is, is the wearing of the mask a big deal? It's for me, man. I don't like it. That's the thing. Personally, I feel like people make a fuss over it. I don't think it's a big deal. As in to wear it or to not to wear it? Either. I okay. think to wear it is not a big deal. It's not like they're asking you to do something that's so challenging. Or yeah. It's, yeah. In a way, I feel like people are naturally just... They, they have pushbacks, in it? I yeah. didn't mind it. I don't think it's a big deal at all. I feel like if you... I'm not wearing masks. I'm wearing... I'm badly not. I will look like K-Trap. I feel like if mm. you're super like... I got you just see my eyes hair. I've got the belly on. It's like he's not said this is what he's yeah. told me to do. So fine. I'm you just wearing establishment yeah. and they also tell you wear your mask and you're pushing back and you're arguing. I thought you, to me, you're, you're being an idiot. It's mm. not a big deal. Yeah. Put your mask on. Okay, that's yeah. it. It's not. What you, know you mean? gotta do? I, I, mean, get you, I guess in a particular establishment, if they want this thing, then yeah. you gotta comply. But to me, it's, it's the whole setting of a precedence, man. You're just telling me to do stuff. I, that whole control thing and taking people's freedoms. I have an issue with it, especially if there's no bloody scientific evidence. It's funny, because not enough, was, anyway. When was the guy taking the freedom? What, you want freedom to have COVID when you, whenever you want it? No, to, to, to do what I want. No, no, no but people are wearing a mask the like, below their nose, you know? No, I think, yeah, I think, exactly. you know, <laughs> I think, I think there's, bigger battles, there's bigger battles to have. Yeah, to have freedom for. To, had, to be had in terms mm. of freedom. Wearing a mask is not where I've, I act like, oh my God, they're, they're telling me what to do. I haven't got no rights. Mm. It's just a mask in it. It's not, it's not the most craziest request in the world. That, that, I hate you, but it's, it's, it's where it starts, though. This is the thing. That, like, there's been countless um, things in, in the past where you give them an inch, man, before you know it. Take a mile, man. I'm telling you. But yeah. Anyway. Give them too much rope, they start hanging people. <laughs> 100%. All right. <laughs> you need to have a book of um, your sayings. Huh? Honestly, you really do. I'm start noting them, Dad. Ooh. <laughs> I've got an idea for you. Let's go after. Cool. Your next headlines? Yes, let's do it. All right. So the next headline is about PPE MedPro. We kind of spoke about this before um, some months back. And the UK government has accused a company linked to the Conservative peer, Michelle Moan, of supplying defective gowns that could have been compromised um, sorry, that could have compromised the safety of patients that had used it in the NHS. The Department of Health and Social Care, DHSC, paid the company PPE MedPro £122 million for 25 million sterile surgical gowns under a contract awarded in June of 2020 after Moan first approached ministers offering to supply PPE. However, the DHSC has alleged that the gowns were rejected because they were not sterile. Their technical labelling was invalid and improper, and they cannot be used within the NHS for any purpose, right? They paid $122 million for this. The DHSC's allegations will add to the intense public and political pressure on Moan over her apparent involvement in PPE MedPro after the Guardian reported in November that leaked bank documents indicated that she and three of her adult um, children had secretly received £29 million originating from the company's profits on the government's PPE deals. Moan has previously denied by her lawyers that she has had any involvement in the company, despite having first approached Michael Gove in May of 2020, offering to supply PPE through 
as she says, my team in Hong Kong. And the Guardian reporting last year, based on leaked files, that she did appear to have been secretly involved. A lawyer has also said that she did not declare PPE MedPro on her Lord's Register of Interests because, as she says, as, as they say, she did not benefit financially and was not connected to PPE MedPro in any capacity. Moan, who's the founder of the lingerie brand Ultimo, was appointed to the House of Lords by David Cameron in 2015. The sterility of the surgical gowns PPE MedPro was contracted to supply is vital and governed by extensive technical laws and regulations because such gowns are used to protect patients from infection in critical medical settings such as operating theatres. The DHSC's allegations that the gown, gowns went up sterile are, are set out in court documents here. So these have been seen um, by The Guardian and stuff where we've got this article. And basically it was served on PPE MedPro um, served to PPE MedPro as part of the government's legal action launched last month to recover its money. So like I said earlier, the DHSC is seeking to return, seeking a return of the full £122 million in public money and a further £11.6 million for storing and disposing of the gowns plus interest. I don't know how, like, they haven't got this money back already, especially if they didn't even use it. But anyway, um, next headline, trigger warnings. Um, um, some sad news that happened in Somalia. Um, family of nine were killed in uh, a double car bombing in central Iran province of Somalia. A further 26 people were also killed. Um, the Al-Qaeda-linked group Al-Shabaab um, has said that it was behind the attacks and they've come out and admitted it. The district commissioner of Mahas town said that his home and that of local MPs were the targets. Meanwhile, the second explosion targeted the market, right? The blasts were so powerful that witnesses said that people far away from the explosion sites were wounded by flying fragments. Al yeah, Shabaab has been losing ground in recent months after the president, Hassan Sheikh Mohammed, uh, pledged total war against the Islamist militants in August following an attack on the popular Mogadishu Hotel, which saw more than 20 people die. Two months later, twin car bomb explosions near a busy junction in Mogadishu killed at least 100 people. Al-Shabaab also said it was behind that attack. We also spoke about this in TDA two months ago. Uh, two months ago, pardon me. President Mohammed subsequently mobilized the Somali army and the government-backed clan and militias in a bid to take villages and towns back from Al-Shabaab, which controls large swaths of the country. Despite their loss of territory, Al-Shabaab has continued to carry out attacks in central and southern Somalia. Both African Union forces and US funds have been allocated to assist Somalia in its fight against Al-Shabaab. And um, the last headline is basically about an American, sorry, an ancient Egyptian coffin being returned from America to Egypt. So a looted ancient Egyptian sarcophagus that was on display at a US museum has been returned to Egypt. The 2.9 meter long green coffin dates back to the late dynastic period, which spanned between 664 BC to 332 BC and apparently belonged to a priest called Anken Ma'at. It was looted by the Abu Sir necropolis in North Egypt by a global art trafficking network, which smuggled it through Germany into the US in 2008. A collector loaned it to the Houston Museum of Natural Sciences in 2013. The sarcophagus was repatriated after an investigation that lasted several years and was formally handed over by US diplomats at a ceremony in Cairo on Monday. The event was attended by Egypt's foreign minister, Samir Shukri, and tourist and antiquities minister, Ahmed Issa. 
So the U.S. charged the affairs in Egypt, Daniel, a, a guy by the name of Daniel Rubenstein, he came out and basically said, today's ceremony is emblematic of the long history of cooperation between the United States and Egypt on antiquities protection and cultural heritage preservation. Mr. Issa said that the return of the sarcophagus showed Egypt's strenuous efforts to recover smuggled artifacts. In September, Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg said that the green coffin, which was valued at over a hundred, sorry, over a million dollars, which is 830,000 um, pounds, was illegally trafficked out of Egypt by a multinational network of antiquities smugglers. The network was also responsible for trafficking the gold coffin, which was returned to Egypt in 2019, which was the stele of pa Padicena, which, also from the, which was also from the late dynastic period and was handed over in 2020, and five pieces seized from New York's Metropolitan Museum of Art last year. The US is not the only country to have returned antiquities to Egypt recently. Uh, in 2021, Israel handed over 95 relics which had been smuggled into the country or found for sale in Jerusalem. Last month, a university in the Republic of Ireland said it was planning to repatriate a sarcophagus, a mummified human remains, um, and also canopic jars. And that's the end of the headlines. Thank you very much. Let's get into our sports headlines. Let's get into the reaction. <laughs> Welcome to the reaction, Esther's favourite part of the show. I love it. I don't know what you thought was going to happen after the World Cup, but I told you, <laughs> football don't stop, it's going to come thick and fast. <gasps> yeah, sorry, I was just sending Brent something. Let's get into these, um, let's get into these um, headlines. So, at the gate, Spurs give Palace a beating. Human song broke his gold drought and Harry Kane scored twice as Tottenham beat Crystal Palace 4-0 at Selhurst Park. To use the sporting cliche, it was a game of two halves for Spurs. Antonio Conte was looking for a reaction from his side after a draw against Brentford and a defeat to Aston Villa since the league restarted after the World Cup. They were, one, they were run ragged by an impressive Palace in the opening 45 minutes, who themselves were looking to atone for an abysmal 3-0 defeat to Fulham in their last home outing. But, at, but as has often been the story for the Eagles, they failed to take their chances as Tottenham's quality began to shine through in the second half. Kane, on his 300th Premier League appearance, nodded Spurs ahead in the 48th minute. He swept home his second five minutes later, taking him to within two goals of Jimmy Greaves' all-time scoring record for Tottenham, which is um, 266. The pressure had been on Son too, as he continued to struggle in front of goal. He thought he had nabbed an assist for Matt Doherty's goal 68, but his cross took a deflection of Nathaniel Klein on the way through. The South Korea forward soon broke his eight-game barren run in the 72nd minute, linking up with the um, strike partner Kane for yet another Spurs goal. It was it was a fine volley um, from from um, Randolph, excellent evening for Spurs. Basically, yeah, these lot have got the most goal assist contributions in Premier history, innit? What? Uh, Son, and Son. Son, and, Son and Kane? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And just done it again. They're different. Yeah. Um, I, I was going to say he's good. My man scoring again, but you probably don't feel like that, do you? Who came? Son, eight goals. No, eight I like. Games, I like Son. Goal. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Certain, even though I don't like Tottenham, there's certain players I like. I, I like Son. Is that your next game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's our next game. He's in Premier League game. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Any thoughts? On the fifteenth. Um, hoping we win it. Really? Yeah, um, yeah. Hoping you, we win it. I feel like we want to. Bounce back from the Newcastle game. Mm. Um, 
What's, what's Spurs' last couple of games? I'm trying to see if they're in good form or not. Mm, that was a good one. Um, no, they lost. They lost the game before. They're not necessarily in good form. I wouldn't say they are. It's just, it's just, it's just that uh, Emirates or just that thing. You're, uh, it's at, it's at Tottenham Stadium. Okay. Because you, you beat them at Emirates, isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah, we did beat them at Emirates. Yeah, you yeah, beat yeah, them yeah. at Emirates already. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you batted them. If wow. they're gonna, if they're gonna get a result from you anywhere, it will be at home. But I reckon you batted them. They're shit, man. But anyway, let's get into our other headlines. Leeds 2, West Ham 2. West Ham ended their five-match losing run with a deserved point in a 2-2 draw at Leeds. Wilfred and... Mm, how are we saying this? Non- Is it how we saying it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wilfred Nonto. Yeah. Yeah, Nonto. G-Silent. G-Silent. Just like lasagna. Exactly. Wilfred Nonto... Rifled in the opener just before half hour for his first Leeds goal before Lucas Pasqueta opened his account for West Ham with a VAR awarded penalty moments before the break. West Ham found themselves in front 45 seconds after the restart when Brendan Aronson's poor pass was pounced on by Gianluca Scamacca, who bent in the stunning, bent in the stunning second past the helpless Ilan Messier. Leeds bounced back again and deservedly levelled through Rodrigo, who netted his 10th goal of the season 20 minutes from time with a smart finish. The holes pushed for a late winner, but were forced to settle for a point, while West Ham finally ended their losing streak, but are still searching for their first win since October. Uh, I didn't watch that game. Was they, was they up at 2-1 at one point? Who, uh, West Ham? Yeah. I didn't watch the game, I'm not, sure. mm. I'm not sure. Yeah, they were. They were, innit? Yeah. yeah no. Was West Ham, um, Leeds was 2-1. Oh, 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 is it, yeah? Yeah. Oh, okay, then, that's I cool. Then. So. I'm having a holiday season, though. They've lost 11 games. They was good last year as well. Yeah, they're, they're, um, they're 17th. I see the stories breaking yesterday. They're talking about my man's got, like, three jobs, three games to save his job in that. Who's, who's, who's the manager again? David Moyes. Oh, yeah. yeah Football's about? mad. It's proper swings and roundabouts yeah. because mm-hmm. we've got, whatever's happened in his career, yeah, that run that he put together with West Ham last year was... Solid, mm. yeah. get me like good, certified yeah. him, solidified him. Obviously, he's want to move on, crack on, and whatnot, whatnot, whatnot. Yeah. Took a little turn for the worst, going through a little rubbish patch. Now, man, is saying he's got three games to save his job, but it's like, how can you not go from one extreme to another? Like, what's out there? Like, what direction? What are you not going for that you uh, could be prepared to sack him and then go where and 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 then do what? And what makes you think it's going to be yeah. any? Do you get what I mean? Like, what's, yeah. why is it going to be any better? Like. It's managed. too volatile, this managerial thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and on paper, their team's improved. On paper. So that's probably why he's, cause his head's on the shopping block. Yeah, we yeah. give you money, the team's improved, you're yeah. supposed to be doing better. It's a results yeah. business. Mm. Don't get me wrong, I understand that, but yeah. it's like, it's the same calendar year that he was doing good for you. Yeah, like, yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, mm. Surely you want to give him a chance, give him some time. Yeah, no, you would think so, isn't it? But, you know, I think West Ham, the owners, they're going to see more for the club, innit? Mm. Well, um, keeping on. Um, West giving people Dam. time. Hmm? What's that? Giving people time. What about it? Speaking of giving people time. Is that what you guys do? What, United? We don't do knee-jerk reactions. Obviously, since Sir Alex has gone, it's been a bit... No, okay. you, no, you had a lot of managers since then. David Moyes. David Moyes went too early. Mourinho went too early. Oli got given time. What about... Um, Van, 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 Van Gaal... Van Gogh won an FA Cup. Mm, they mugged Van Gogh, but I think because they wanted... They we were actually trying out managers like mad. We don't. We had one manager for 37 years. And then... Yeah, but we're talking about after Ferguson. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about after Ferguson. You lot have had, what, six managers, seven managers? No, it's like four. 
You had Moyes. Moyes. LVG. LVG. Jose. Jose. Solskjaer. That's it. Solskjaer. Oh. Eric Ten Hag. That's the. And then who's the guy before Eric Ten Hag? No, he's interim. He don't count. No, interim count. <laughs> interim don't count. Interim counts, man. Count. I swear there was someone else. Um, Ragnick. Ralph Ragnick. He was there for a little bit, no? Like Michael Carrick. Carrick. That's bare man. Interim, they don't allow it, man. They don't count. Nah, I've counted them. That's bare man, bro. That's a lot of man. That's bare man. Also, we, we have our next two games is against Spurs and United. Is it? Yeah, back to back. Back to back. Two of our, our biggest rivals. <laughs> <laughs> we could be looking different. Two of our biggest rivals back to back. We could be looking different in a couple of weeks, Gillies. Huh? Yeah, I'm glad you're confident. Com- what, kind of t- what type of confidence are you talking about? I'm glad Man United are confident. Bro, if 16 games, yeah, has gone mm. in the league, yeah, 16. Yeah. No, we played 17 games, yeah, yeah, and we are nine points off the top, yeah. yeah. I don't... I don't can, you tell you, can, is, can you tell the people one, what, you, what one, you said offline um, when the cameras were off yesterday? How much you love that Teta? I like can you tell Arsenal. the people? I like Arsenal. I like how he's a player. I like what he's Thank doing. He's a good coach. Good one, coach. you're acting like nine points is a small gap. It's not. It's a big gap. And two, you're acting like Newcastle, City and Arsenal, we're just going to capitulate and then you're going to just rise to the ascension. It's not just capitulate. So obviously it's if it's keeping the form and this is why you don't want to run off and say, oh, I'm going to win the league, I'm going to win the league. If it was Man City there yeah, mm. and it was a nine point gap and they had one loss and two draws for the season, yeah. I'd say, no, I'm not catching them. Okay. It's not happening. Yeah. Arsenal's a totally different prospect. Why? It's three games. Why? You see, cause you, what? Because your next two games are Spurs away and us at home. You just said that we're going to bat Spurs. I think that I could be wrong. Okay, I said if they're going to get points from you anyway, we'll be at home. No, but, but I think you're going to batter them. Energy switched. You can't go from. Uh, I think you're going to batter them to the your next game. The Spurs at home. Yeah, when you when, with context, when you add them, when you add, when you add them black to black us Spurs at home, Spurs away, then United. It's difficult. What I'm saying is, but the Spurs games come. You could beat both of us. Yeah, but <laughs> you could lose both of them. The, I'm saying all I just said is it could change in a couple of weeks. That's all I've said. Yeah, but it's three games, Kenny. Can change. That's a very. It's three games. There's twenty something games left, and it's three games. All right. What's your ultimate point here? You are telling talk to me like I'm crazy when I'm telling you that the nine point gap is nothing. No, it is. It ain't nothing. It's okay. Nothing. okay, then. It's okay. something. Nine points. Nine points ain't nothing. Okay, then. Nine points is something. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Who are your next three I games? Can't, I can't wait till May, bro. Our next three. <laughs> I'm dying for it. Will be. City at home, Arsenal away. I don't know if it's in that order. I don't know who the third one would be. So hold on, your next two games is against Arsenal. I'm sure. And City. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure my next. I'm sure my next Let's, home game in the league is the, 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 the derby. Let me check. So we I can, feel like it. So we can have this I'm going to Trafford tomorrow to watch Everton. Let's have this conversation. To watch FA Cup game. All right. On the fifteenth, there's a game against. So you got Everton tomorrow. Yep. That's FA Cup. Right there. You got uh, EFL Cup against Charlton. Yep. Then your next two Prem games is against City and Arsenal. See? See what? (laughs) See what? (laughs) So your next two games are against the two top teams in the league right now. And you're telling me nine points is nothing. We'll have to see. If if the the fun the thing is, I'll come here and shake your hand if you come at them two games with how many points? With six points. That's a tough ask. I'll well, shake your hand if you come well, out. If you come out, is, if you, I'll shake your is, hand if you come out your next two games with six points too. I guess we'll be some shaking hand motherfuckers then. 
The reason I'm saying that is because you're saying nine points is nothing, yeah? But I'm saying nine points is a big gap considering the form of the three teams above you. Because you're acting like, you know, you're going to be able to claw back I, I, these nine points. I know like it's crazy. They're yeah. going to capitulate. I play football. I play management games all the time, yeah? I know yeah. it's not it's, no, it's not real life, yeah? yeah. But it's, it's a reference I'm going to hold, yeah? yeah? If I'm playing football manager, yeah? Yeah. And 17 games are gone, yeah? yeah. And, they, and I'm nine points off the top. Yeah. Bro, this league might might be mine, and 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 yeah, the only way I would say that I would think to myself that I'm not gonna win it if it was City or Liverpool up there. You know what I'm trying to say? Because they just usually bat everybody and win everything. So to catch that, you're gonna have to be just as perfect of them, which is which is which is which is hard and damn yeah. near impossible. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? Everybody knows City in real life. Now, I forget football yeah. manager has got it in them, yeah. and they're more than likely gonna go and win 14 on the spin. Yeah. At some point, they do it every year. Yeah. yeah, at some point they're gonna rack up 15, 20 all comps yeah. wins. Yeah. You ain't gonna do that. No, it is. I feel like you're talking like United are top of the league. Like your your <gasps> your level of confidence. Why would, you, why would you say such things? No, but your level of confidence is like you guys are, you guys aren't fourth behind three other teams who are playing well. It's, we're joint we're joint third with Newcastle. We've got a game in hand on them. Yeah. Yeah. We we take points from City in our next game where like three points behind them or something like this, but it's not, it's not create, it's not. Oh, I don't understand what he's doing. Question: If are you confident taking points from City? Well, at home. Yeah. I don't want to say confidence, but if like, it's like I've said about the I, if we're gonna do it anyway, it's gonna I be there. I hope you take points off City. We need to like all the points. Yeah, we need to. I want to. I want them to take all the points of City. Yeah, we need to. We need to. And if you are able to take points of City, mm. I'm confident we can take points of City. I hear that. I hear your logic. Hey, your logic. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, your if logic. you're going in confident, but I'm going in confident. You, you should be. Catch it up top. <laughs> <laughs> you should be confident, though. You are, you are better than everybody you play. Oh, that's the dressing case. You are better than everybody you play. How about that? And Kate, I got uh, two and three thoughts. I mean, I watched the games. Yeah. That Scott, like the goals, it's going it's, to, it's going it, to, it will for for situations like this mm. when you're having arguments, but it's not, it's, it's not that. And I don't, I don't, I don't mean to be rude or dismissive. No, no I'm not saying. <laughs> I ain't no, saying I ain't I'm not saying... trying to be rude or dismissive at all because I'm watching the games and yeah, I've seen him scored, so yeah, it's great. So yeah. it backs up everybody's point and boom, boom, boom. Yeah. But it's 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 not that though. No, no, no one thinks Nketiah is that guy. Like he's not a world beater. But the suggestion that he can't score goals, which is his job. No, is, no, no, no. That, that he couldn't score goals. That he's not going to be the one to lead your line to fire you up to the victories to to the league. A hundred percent, of course not. He'll get the goals here and there. He's not gonna fight. He can't fight you to the league, though. I don't think anyone's any. I don't think anybody has said that. Well, I said you need to go get another striker in January, and we all believe that. No, you said it's calm. You got Eddie. No, I didn't say that. You did. You say no, you got Eddie straight. No. Brent was saying he's not sure about Eddie. No. Don't know about what he's. You was like, no. I, said I think if he gets a run, a, said, he can do I his said, thing. I said Eddie's gonna score goals, which he has, and he will continue to do. I didn't say that Eddie's all we need until the end of the season. Why would I say that? <laughs> no way no way what I said was that having we're going to maintain our top four presence mm. with Eddie that's what I said like we're not going to drop from first down to fifth okay, with yeah, just yeah, Eddie yeah, yeah. that's I'm what with, I said I'm with you yeah I hope he surprises both of us yeah, well, you know what more power to him man the young boy man getting his money man I hope he does his thing man you get me that's the truth I hope all. he scores against United I hope he scores two and I hope they're just tapping Next couple of weeks is going to be really If he really scores against us, that means you put a free past us. Nah, don't see it. If he scores against us, that means you get a free pass. Yeah, because he probably would have scored like, he's going to score like the third or fourth one, if that makes sense. Like, he's not opening the line. He's not doing all that. Not so. necessarily, come on. 
I'm just telling you. Anyone can score the first goal. <laughs> next, next, <laughs> next couple of weeks going to be interesting though. Considering it's the fixtures. Extremely interesting. Like you guys have got, we've got Spurs and United. You've got City and United. City and Arsenal, sorry. Nah, it's going to be interesting times. Yeah, we'll be up for the Spurs game. We'll be up for the Spurs game. Yeah. You'll be? We'll be up, up for, for the Spurs game. You'll be up for it, you Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah, they, they, uh, I think they're cooked. Remember, there's FA Cup in between, so our first team players are going to get a nice little little rest there. But they do owe you. You made them look bad at Emirates. And hopefully make them look bad again. Mm, well, and Spurs. Harry's been in, Harry's picking up. Don't know why I decided, why, why I decided to wait and until hopefully, the World Cup. I doubt it, but hopefully we can get a player in before. I think this Mudrick thing might... I think Chelsea take him off you. Might collapse. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm hoping because they do because well. Shakhtar being eggs about this. I'm hoping. I'm really. I really hope Chelsea take him off you. I have a f- sneaking suspicion it won't happen. Yeah, let's keep. Let's hope. Put, the put the energy is, out there, baby. The only thing is because he's been dancing and twerking for Arsenal. For him personally, he's not going to want to go to Chelsea. He's going to want to try and drive it home. But if 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 Shakhtar say I, I, I could, mm, if Shakhtar say you're going London, Chelsea, London's London, you're man, Chelsea. and Stamford Bridge. Chelsea's a, Chelsea's a big draw, you know. Chelsea's a nice no, place, not not like a, a proper draw, area. Like the issue. I feel like his mistake is he's making his public, he's making his desire to go to Arsenal too public. So if he goes to any other team, not that this matters, but okay, you didn't want to go here. Okay, you, yeah, you don't want to be here because you're twerking for Arsenal every day. You're posting that you're watching them on the story. You're doing this, you're doing that. So for him, it looks bad if he now just goes to Chelsea. Yeah, look bad, look bad, look 300,000 pounds a week, bad. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, it could look bad, look more. I'll do it, man. I'll do what I got to do. Yeah, no, I'm not saying he, he won't go, but you know what I mean? And London's not London. Don't say that. Mm? You say? Don't say London's London. It's not. From a youth playing in the Ukrainian league, bro. He wants to come down to London and then he's so he's gassing up Arsenal, 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 and then Chelsea comes on the table. He's not that's not Everton, bro. That's that's Chelsea. That's Champions League winning, Premier League winning, up in Stamford Bridge in West End, in the west of London. Yeah. That is a big draw. And so for him, London is London in that sense. Like, yeah, I, I don't it's not going to be that, oh, I no, I wanted to go to North London. Oh, I wanted on, to be at Arsenal so bad. he's been moving regarding his um, career and how he puts time in on a training pitch, how he's been talking about Arteta, how he's been talking about yeah. Arsenal, I do not see him saying London's London. I don't, I see him seeing what's happening with Arsenal yeah. and what's going to be happening with Arsenal and making a decision, yeah. I want my ass on that pitch. If them clubs, yeah, Chelsea and Shakhtar Donetsk, yeah, come to an agreement, yeah, yeah but that... and Chelsea put anything upwards of £150,000 a week towards this guy, you think he's not taking it because of he was posting about Arteta? I think personal terms still need to be agreed with the... Yeah, remember, yeah. remember. He That's can, what I'm saying. No, 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 Did want to go to Barcelona he... and Chelsea, paid, Chelsea offered more than um, Barca was offering? And he still went to Barcelona. That's Barca. That's different. No, but you're forgetting. Anyway. Modric can still say no to Chelsea, innit? The issue is, if Shakhtar and Chelsea agree a deal and Arsenal pull out, as in they tell him, we're, we're, we're pulling out, we're no longer in for you, then of course he's going to go to Chelsea. Then his options are Chelsea or stay at Shakhtar. Okay, I get what you're saying. <laughs> but given the option of Arsenal and Chelsea... He... I don't know, Yusuf. I think he still might be like, nah, I'll stay here until the end of the season and we go again with Arsenal. Yeah, but that's I, I believe that he's thinking long term here. But is is his contract over? Why am I talking to him? I don't want him like I know him. I don't know him. And also, is is his contract up at the end of the season? No, I don't think so. No. So he's not. So our Shakhtar going to change their stance at the end of the season and say, you know what? They will. Yeah, one hundred percent. If he's if he said no to Chelsea, yeah, off the back of this particular thing, and mm. even though the 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 clubs have agreed uh, terms, yeah, 
Um, and then come come summer, they will still need money, right? Yeah. And uh, knowing for well, Chelsea can't come back in mm. because you've been rejected the first time. Yeah. Then they will go back to the table with Arsenal and then ask them like, yeah, we do lower this time. But then you've got the risk of other teams getting involved. It's making it making it worse. Maybe. Fucking yeah. United. You know this is an Arsenal fan. I'm hanging up. But that's that's. Oh, I want to talk about. This is an Arsenal fan. If you're yeah, Arsenal fan, that you, you guys got, you got 60 seconds. You guys have ruined the market. So who do you support? Uh, support uh, Man like, United. All right then. All right then. He supports United. Yes, speak, man. Floor's yours, Kili. <laughs> yeah. I just got to see Yeah. Ah, your reception, bro. Just when, just when, just when we gave you the stage, oh, man. man. Is that you gave me the stage. Is that Man United performance? The thing is, yeah. I rate what Arsenal. I rate what Arsenal did in the moment, yeah. But the nine points, in the, it's not a big enough cushion because if Arsenal are playing and against Man United, I feel like the Man United game eventually will become like a six-pointer. And also then Arsenal got, yeah. um, Arsenal got Man City in February as well. That's another six-pointer. So by then, if Arsenal drop points and United keep cooking like they are, we could be up there and win like three or four points. So Yeah, but it could go the other way I'm, though. You know what it I mean? Could, you, your, your, your assumption is that we're going to drop points and you're going to cook. How about we cook and use, you drop points? Like, it could go either way. But, ask, but, hold, but yes, Arsenal have a history of, like, bottling it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it's too, you know it's, I, I feel like it's too early for bottling it talks. It's not even halfway through the season yet, innit? Mm. I remember, history changes, bro. Things things change. Like, I don't, if it's like a steady decline, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say bottling it's fair. If you drop mm-hmm. if you drop in the last month or yeah, two, yeah. then But the thing is you're forgetting this is not the same Arsenal. This is a new Arsenal. It's not I think you are totally this, I think you are a proper this is a solid outfit. With a new men- new mentality, I feel like Arteta finally has the team he wants and the players that can do what he wants to do on the pitch and it's showing. No, you're it's, right, it's showing. And I feel like yes, history can repeat itself, but I feel like we've proven so far this season that this is a different. This is a different outfit. It is. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a different outfit. Yeah, it's different. I'm not from the first, from the second, a ball kicked. I could see this yeah, was different. Like, this things, was different. things have changed. We've turned, we've turned a new leaf. Yeah, I'm yeah. not saying that we're gonna go the season. You know, I'm being away, whatever. But from this point on, but you know, we're we're, we're gonna have hiccups. You're one party injury away from everything collapsing. That's the truth about. Is that so, about Jesus? Hmm? You said that about Jesus. No, you did. No, you no, said no. we're finished now. You, that Jesus no, you you did, but just just to give a bit of grace, we have way more attacking options than we do midfield options in it. So I agree that, in my opinion, Thomas Partey is a bigger loss than Jesus. The only opinion. game you lost this year is because Partey because, weren't playing. Remember, we're we're getting goals from Saka. We're getting goals from we're getting goals from all over the place. So remember, Jesus only scored five goals. Yes, he contributed a lot more than just goals, but we're not lacking in goals. Mm. Yeah, but in that midfield. <laughs> Lokonga and El Neni are not sufficient replacements yeah. to party, bro. So, yeah. yes, but I'm not all sure. I'm, but all I'm, I'm sure. saying is, go, bro. what I'm saying is, the time is now. If Arsenal want to challenge the league, you don't need to invest in your squad now. In That's what we're trying to do. But Shakhtar being are being answers about. It. <laughs> I'm hearing people talking about Yao Phoenix coming alone. What I need. He'll be good. The, part, the, asking, the asking price is a bit much, but he'll be good. But if they're asking for 21 million for a six-month loan. It's 13 million loan fee and then his, the rest of his wages will work because out. Because it's, 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 it's us two who are in for him. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. basically, yeah. It's stupid money. Yeah. We, we, there's less chance of us doing it because the Glazers are setting up. Yeah. And that guy, there's the the, the, the group that's got United reckon it's going to be done in the um, first quarter of this year. Okay. Which is by March. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? What kind of outlay are they going to give, man? Where, where, where's the money coming from? What are they going to do yeah. if they're leaving? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, the timing is not necessarily no, good. We're a little bit screwed. I've got, got, got a quick question for Mugs, yeah? Go on. A quick one. Mugs, United need, the, United need the, an attacking player, a striker, yeah? yeah. Who do you realistically think out there that we can get on loan? On loan? We're not, we're not spending no money. See, and again, back. that's the problem. I don't want it to, because that's going back to like, it feels like Memphis. how we was when we got Agarlo and Silmani and we just needed a body because at this moment we just need mm. a body but then when you go down that route and then you just start loaning man whatever you bring in is not going to be what we want it's going to be cutting corners in some way shape or form you get what I'm trying to say so there's no one out there that Memphis I was I was um, bef- when it was um, before the season started and there was contract stuff with Barcelona I was looking at that I was thinking you know what I'd have a go with that I'll mm. try that but I think he did he re-up did he sign again? Or did he re-up? I don't think so. I can't remember if he did. I don't know if there's a loan there. I don't. I don't. I wouldn't want to spend too much money on him. But that. Yeah, that that's that, that. That could be one then. I'd, I'd probably look at on a loan thing. Memphis maybe, if that was on it. Apart from that, we need to start. We need like the Oshimans or the Vahaloviches, and we need like a proper. I'm actually surprised. Nine. I'm actually surprised you're not trying to get um thinking from Juventus anyway. Vahalovic, yeah. whatever his name is. Yeah, well, I don't know what they're doing. I, I think he's kind of he's kind of up for grabs. But again, they can't. That, that, oh, because of the, because of the yeah, because sale of the team. Oh, he's not oh, sorry, Kelly, you was good. Don't call back, man. That was love. I said, don't call back, you know. <laughs> what I want to say was, I feel like you guys are ruining the market because Shakhtar's stance has been, oh, we want, we, we feel like uh, Modric is worth the same as Anthony. And if United played 80 million for Anthony from Ajax, we want that same type of money. You lot overpaying for players all the time has ruined the market a tad. Well, not really. It's not just us. They said that's the, 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 they're Angel's saying Grealish Angel's as well. You, but they're saying Grealish, 100 million Grealish. No, but he, yeah, he used Grealish and he used Anthony. Anthony well, but he yeah. said he feels like he's more closer to Anthony in terms of like, he feels like he's better than Anthony. Oh, well, he ain't won nothing. Who? Not in Europe. Well, well obviously you could. Anthony or uh, Mudrik? Mudrik. I don't know if they won that because Shakhtar win that league every year. So I'm not saying he ain't won nothing in, in Russia. But yeah. like, Everdeezy. But the fact that he's using Anthony as a yeah, Mudrik ain't done nothing. To, 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 that sixty-two million is good money no, for Mudrik. He's taking the they're taking the piss. No, yes. Yeah. So it's it's not just that. It hundred percent that's a factor. Yeah. But also they've lost a lot of their Brazilian players because of the whole war. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not sure if it is you know that they're in ports right now trying to, um, um, change the ruling that the money that they lost mm. from these Brazilian players going back. Yeah. Um, they're trying to claw it back. Okay, okay. So they need money right now yeah. because they've lost a lot of money. Okay, okay. So Ooh, the players going. My con just can went. Get this money back. Yeah. Because Madrid is their best player now. Yeah. Like, literally. So they're trying to cash in, and to, to be honest, if if this was an Arsenal problem, mm. but I'd want Arsenal to do the same thing. Mm. I'd want them to do the same thing, and especially if he had another club trying to come in to to say, "I'm going to pay you this and next." I'll be forcing up, brother. Sell it to the highest bidder. Yeah, no. In terms of business, I understand why they want to do highest bidder thing, but. It's just frustrating knowing that the player wants to come to Arsenal and they are definitely overvaluing him. Then you've got people like Chelsea. What's his name? Todd, what's his name? Todd something. Todd Bowley. Who's basically... Playing football manager is going to buy everyone. Basically. So it's annoying that you've got someone like that who doesn't care. He's going to gazump anyone and put down stupid money and overpay for players just to play this fucking Monopoly thing. You know what I mean? Because how much were they going to play for Fernandez? 127 million. 
because they had the good World Cup. Oh yeah, it's ridiculous. They're making the market worse. Stupidness. Stupidness. But um, yeah. Um, just quickly before we um leave the reaction, um, our condolences to the Gold family. David Gold passes away. Um, um giant West Ham chairman. Oh yeah. Yes. Um, eighty-six years old. He died peacefully with his devoted daughters Jacqueline and Vanessa and his fiancée Leslie by his side. And um, yeah, we just um send our condolences out to R.I.P. Big mm-hmm. loss from the football world. It's been about for a while. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that's the end of our sports news. Let's get into Donna here, man. United. Yeah. So we could we could we could lose to Spurs on yeah. any day. We could lose to Man City on any day. The fact that is we're at the top of the league. It don't change nothing. But I do believe that we're going to be playing much better than we did last year, mm. the year before that, the year before that. It's next year that you have to be worrying about. But I've, I've really I don't need to worry. Next year we're going to be good. If it's, I, I just want top four. This is why, and this is why I, we always get into this year, and especially now because we're here every day, yeah, and so we're going to be getting to this all the time. I will urge, I urge you. No, I urge you. I implore you to just start watching United, so you know what you're getting yourself into, like because you're saying things. And you don't know. No, but this don't shows think... how far you've fallen. What do you mean? This shows how far you've fallen. Why? That's supposed to be a default. What do you mean? United are top. No, but we're good. We're going to be good. But you don't know that. When I'm, so when I'm telling you're going to be, be good, good, you're just telling me like I'm, like I'm saying crazy. But I'm saying... Say next year. Next year. Yeah. Next year. No, we're yeah. good this year. Yeah. No, we're good this year. Yeah. Since we've lost... The, I said I said we're the form team of the league and I was being funny. Yeah, It's you lot. Yeah. But you are the only team that's got more points than us since... The only team. We're on form. We're cooking. No one believes that you have bad players. It's just that I feel like your manager needed time to just get shit together, isn't it? And he's getting it we're cooking right now, you know, just like you are as well. Because like, you are doing your thing. But I'm saying us here, we, Man United, we're, we are cooking but right now. Like, you're acting like your cooking is going to trump everyone else's cooking. Like, I never ev- said like, that. We're, I never we're, said we're, that. I never said that. thing is, what I'm saying is, we're cooking too, and we're nine points to clear of you. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say? No, I hear that. So you can cook all you like, but you got to close that nine point gap first. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm not talking like, um, like, 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 like we're on level points. I'm just saying. That... So you're saying your project's looking good for the next three years? We don't know. It's, good. it's, it's looking good, man. He's made some good signings. You can signings. see what he's trying to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. is he trying to do? Tell us. He's trying to build a team yeah. that run, yeah. that work, that press, that yeah. have a quality. A team that runs and works. That have quality, that are brave on the ball. And are brave on the ball. Yeah. Mm. Play good exceptional press. football. <laughs> <laughs> this is what he's doing. <laughs> this is what he's doing. Why, who, why, who's that sound like? Any football. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell. I'm glad you're smiling, to be honest, because you weren't smiling on top of the... Well, top of the football, yeah. Yeah, well, I always told you that it weren't going to be as bad as you, I think. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, so. Chelsea got Man City tonight, innit? What, league game? Yeah. yeah. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. hoping Chelsea can do us a favour, man. I'm telling you, man. Get a li- at least a draw or something, but they're they're what they're eleventh in the league. They're not playing well. Are you hoping Chelsea can do you a favor, Mugs? I don't need no favors from nobody. Mm. I <laughs> <what I'm> saying. <laughs> We're straight. That's a bad United. Line know. them up and knock them down, boy. We just <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Lovely, yes. lovely, jobly. Okay, cool. So Donna here. Who is today's recipient of Donna here? Ah, uh, you know it's gonna be because uh, it's been giving me joke 
all this time, yeah. And I personally, yeah, I personally, I'm not on you, innit? You get what I'm saying? Because I get it. Well, kind of get it. I'm from the streets. You feel me? So I get it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just saw who you're talking about. <laughs> I like how you're lining up. <laughs> I ain't on you. <laughs> no, I'm not. Because I've, I, I've chimed in. Basically, yeah, my recipient of this week's done at yeah, is Lowski, yeah. And it's not because you've got to thank guilty for um, possession of a firearm because that's not funny. And I would prefer you was on road, young boy doing this thing. I want your career to thrive and all that. So you're definitely not done at it. Even though I'm not glorifying prison or nothing like that. But the firearm that they got you with, yeah, has gone viral. Huh? That's no arm. The that is a finger. The thing is, can I... <laughs> <laughs> the finger. Yeah? I'm going to cut something like, you know if you've got like a secret agent? Yeah, he has different types of guns, innit? <laughs> so they always have the small gun in the sock in case the big thing mm. runs out. So that's to me, that's just a part of his it's arsenal. That isn't his sole gun. Mm. Again, like I said, and this is why I said I'm not on you because I'm from the streets. I've been there before. I know about all these things. There's time, place for everything. Yeah. I piped up yesterday. That's because I saw everybody doing the memes and leaning on him. Mm. And I tweeted something. I said, "Look, granted, I wouldn't want to get in a shootout with that thing, but them little pocket rockets." can save your life. Yeah. You get what I'm trying to say? They can save your life and you can conceal them and bring yeah, them exactly. down there anyway. Yeah. So they have their purposes. Yeah. You get what I'm trying to say? Like anybody who's been in the street before, you, I'm sure we come across some small caliber weapons. Mm. You get what I'm trying to say? It's it's not, it's not, like, it's not alien to man. You yeah. get what I'm trying to say? But seeing it there and when you throw, get thrown to the wolves and when, you, when you're yeah. just, internet gonna do, internet gonna do what internet do. Yeah. And they are cooking they this were man. Like, oh, don't, 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 don't let the Americans see this. Well, the, America, is, the Americans are cooking them. Let me tell you, yeah. The only reason why I put it on Dana Air, yeah, is because DJ Academics posted it. Oh. These, these comments. What's, <laughs> <laughs> what's this caption? Oh, no, the caption says UK rapper Lowski found convicted um, of possession of a loaded revolver and was found guilty of possession prohibited firearms. Oh. They're saying, what the fuck is that? They're saying, where's that? A four millimeter. Man <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's the piece from Men in Black. Oh, man. <laughs> Americans are so funny. Man, I said, where's the rest yeah, of it? Yeah, but figure that piece from Men in Black was was powerful, though. I know. <laughs> like, when he shot it, remember, he flew he flew back. Man said, who we finna smoke with that? Oh, hey, they are killing me. Man said, he's got the... He's got the hair ye hair ye. Man said, hair ye hair ye. Up thy currency. That's dumb. Killing me. Americans are so dumb. Not the wild, wild west 3000. Well, well, if, it, it seems so small you might have to hold it with two hands right that's the funny thing uh? it seems so small you have to hold it with two hands <laughs> does that make sense you, like it's, too, it it's too small to just grip that, it and yeah. you have to be like you have to hold yeah yeah you have to hold yeah that's mad oh man said boy got that doohickey hey I, I don't even man. know this This is the gun that um killed Abraham Lincoln oh man <laughs> they're out of order because you know damn right academics don't even know who looks I think this, this is an old case as well you got found with that in 2019 oh is it yeah okay mm. so in fairness the gun could be bigger by now could have grown you're actually dumb <laughs> 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 
saw a tweet <laughs> saying that there's only one member of the Harlem Spartans still active. Everyone else is either dead or in prison. Is mm. it? Yeah. Oh, that's sad. That's sad. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah. But yeah, man. So Lowski got caught with a son off. Snub nose. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> okay, listen, if you go on DJ Academics um, page, and, on Instagram, and, on Instagram, and go on the and go on the picture and go in the comments. You can catch some joke. Did you put a picture up, Brent? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. You can catch yourself some joke. So it sweet me for a bit. I was there. If you just want a few minutes to just laugh, because these Americans are stupid. They're toasting your boy, and the English are toasting him on Twitter as well. I, again, I'm not overly on you for it. You get me that like, guns is guns. I'm pretty sure these people wouldn't have said nothing to your face, especially if you backed out on them. So, do <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> you get what I'm trying to say? So, is it missing a part? Huh? Is this it? Yeah, or that's is it, it. Missing like an attachment or something? Oh uh, no, remember, guns ain't legal over here. So you give, you get, you get what you, you get. What you, get. you get what you get. Yeah, you get what you're giving. You love. Clearly, you clearly mm. get what you get. You get how you live and you love how you get. Yeah, that's 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 what you do. So, when when it comes to when it comes to um, firearms in this country, the condition of them of these things. Just having them, so good. Yeah, guns is guns, though. People are laughing, but, but if you back that out, you can put it to your head. You'll be shaking your boots yeah, off, man. Right. Shaking in their boots. Shaking in the boots. Yeah. So, like I said, I'm not. Oh, I'm not onto you. Um, You're onto the gun. To be fair, I'm not even onto the gun. I just think it was funny, innit? it? It was funny yeah. when when shit happens when it comes out. You're getting dragged. It's funny, man. I laughed. I can't even lie, man. That's sweet, me, man. I laughed. No, it is. It's 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 the optics. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean the optics are funny, and the, and the, the American the American narrative is funny because they, they already think the Americans that, don't. They already think that we just got this. When we're gonna shoot them. <laughs> <laughs> Americans are so funny. They cooked you, man. But Lowski, man, sorry, man, free you up, man. But you're done out here, Kelly. Sorry, man. Let's get into this outro. Let's do it. <laughs> As always, we appreciate you guys for tuning in. Like the video before you come out of it. Share it. Subscribe to the channel. Do all that great stuff. Um, also, don't forget, follow us on Twitter. Because every morning we tweet um, about the show and what is to come on the show. So we would appreciate it if you retweeted that. And that is on the day after TNB on Twitter. And you can actually follow us on Instagram and TikTok as well. The day after TNB. All the same handles. If you would like to send a voice note or text in for asking for a friend, this is what would you do? Is this what would you do tomorrow? Um, the number is 075-6484-1073. Also join the community, community.thenewblack.com. It's a lot of amazingness that goes on in there. And if you'd like to inquire about the show or feature on the show, the email address is the day after at thenewblack.com. We are done and we will see you tomorrow. Peace. Goodbye.